everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Well, yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 250th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we're going to head out to the tower, boost the signal, and relay all the latest news and community topics in the Jurassic Wire. Aaron Byer and I will tackle some of the most recent news and rumors surrounding the Jurassic community. So, of course, we hope you like everything that we feature in the latest iteration of the Jurassic Wire. All debates and conversations in this segment are our own opinions and insights from things that we've seen in the news and around the community. Stay tuned to the beginning of this segment to hear exactly what we're going to be talking about. And just as a heads up, we do dive into Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous spoilers at the end of the Wire segment. Hopefully you've seen the entire eight episodes as we do discuss some of our thoughts on the biggest moments of the show. If you haven't seen it yet, be sure to duck out right after our conversation on Jurassic World Aftermath. So before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business. I hope you guys all enjoyed our Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous coverage uh, over the past, uh, well, I guess two weeks now. We did take last week off because we did three, you know, jam-packed episodes for Camp Cretaceous. We did a non-spoiler episode. We did a uh, an interview with two of the the producers on the show the executive producers and showrunners uh scott kramer and aaron hammersley then we did a full spoiler episode covering just all of our thoughts it was kind of like free form we just discussed camp cretaceous uh me and tom fishenden we covered everything last week me and tom and tom also did a quick review over on our youtube channel and uh yeah i'm probably forgetting stuff he did a written review as well on our website it was just so jam-packed so we did take last week off just to kind of refresh uh collect our thoughts and get ready especially for a jurassic wire week which you know there's plenty to discuss and me and aaron talked for so long as you can probably tell uh by the uh timestamp on this episode so please check out our jurassic world camp cretaceous coverage if you have not done that already and there will be plenty more to come on that front so just stay tuned also i did want to shout out to amazon music uh we are currently on amazon music uh you know on their podcasting side of things you know it's been a music platform for a long time now i actually do subscribe to it um over you know stuff like spotify and apple music i I like amazon music i think it's fun um but they now have podcasts so if you search for jurassic park you can actually find us right there it's very simple very easy and you can listen to all the episodes right there i know we've been having some issues on spotify recently with episodes cutting off I'm very, very sorry about that, but now we have Amazon Music, so go check it out on there as well, as well as all the other podcasting platforms out there, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
It is still on Spotify. It's on our website. It's it's wherever you listen to podcasts. I prefer the Overcast app. I don't know if you guys use that one um, on the uh, you know i uh, iPhone devices. I use um, Overcast, but uh, I don't know what you all are, are using on Androids. Let me know. I'd like to know that. Um, but uh, yeah, moving on. On our website last week, uh, we did or Tom did actually several things. He did a, a Dominion set pick look. So he looked at those two set picks that were uh released last week with the snowy stuff and the inside of a something or other so go check out those pictures and the coverage that he put together on that tom also did a top five moment from uh camp cretaceous it's a bit spoilery of an article so just be warned you know that show is so good you can hardly contain it in in like a top five go check out the article it's great Coming up this week, uh, you'll see this the day that this episode is released. Tom also did a Camp Cretaceous article about what it means for the future of Jurassic. What does this show mean for the future? And there's so many interesting tidbits in the show uh, that could allude to the future of the franchise. So go check out that article when it debuts. And then uh, also a, a companion piece to that. He does have a YouTube version uh, video of that as well. So that is going to be uh, dropping this week as well. So last week over on YouTube, I don't know if you guys saw it, but DreamWorks, the people who made Camp Cretaceous, sent myself and my son Lincoln this amazing uh, Camp Cretaceous box that they put together with some amazing goodies, personalized stuff, and uh, I was so uh, like honored to to open this. I, I had my son right there with me, and we opened the box together, found some personalized items and some, some really cool stuff. So go check out that video if you have not seen it already. It's getting uh, a ton of views, and people are uh, really liking the items inside, so go check out that video. Also, I did a toy hunt uh spoilers it was a few weeks ago but uh i just got around to uploading it so um it's it's pretty cool though uh i did find so so many new items uh from mattel so go check out that video as well over on youtube like i said we have tom's companion video this week as well as all of these wire episodes we've been splitting them up uh when me and aaron are together we'll split up each segment, uh, each kind of conversation piece into several videos throughout the week. So go check out those videos if you want to see us discuss it and not just hear us. So I know that's kind of fun as well. Plus you get some video, uh, you know, our pictures and stuff as well to go along with the conversation. So those are always a joy to check out. But guys, this episode is way long enough already. So I'm going to go ahead and let this episode kick off with another iteration of the Jurassic Wire. debate over Isla Nublar rages on. They're taking no chances of a repeat of the San Diego incident. I'm talking about man-made cataclysmic change. The U.S. Senate has convened a special committee to answer a grave moral question. Air one, clear for takeoff. Begin tracking. Copy that. Go, go! Tracking on. 
Welcome, everybody, to the Jurassic Wire. I'm Brad Jost, and my co-anchor for this program is Aaron Beyer. The Jurassic Wire is the segment here on the Jurassic Park podcast where we discuss all the latest news on the Jurassic saga and the latest conversations in the Jurassic community. Today, we're going to be discussing... Islands of Adventures, Velocicoaster. Uh, we're going to discuss some Jurassic World Dominion updates, uh, Jurassic World Aftermath, a new VR thing coming our way. And maybe we're going to wrap it up with uh, a bit of Camp Cretaceous discussion. Um, I actually haven't really talked about it with Aaron, so I'm, I'm excited to hear your thoughts, dude, and, and see what, it, what you're thinking. But we'll save that for the end because just in case you – you haven't watched the show or whatever, we, we're going to put spoilers in that segment for the show, so just be warned ahead of time. Um, but Aaron, how's it going, dude? You ready to talk uh, some, some Jurassic? I'm ready to talk some Jurassic, man. It's been a while since I've spoke to you. Uh, yeah. You know, it quarantine. See, here's the problem. I looked <laughs> at our call log, and it said, like, July was the last time you and I did a show together. And Really? Oh, I've, my gosh. I'm, yeah, and so I'm realizing that during quarantine and work from home, time has no concept. Uh, <laughs> my hair is out of control. I'm Same. wearing a bathing suit on the bottom half. Like, <laughs> I, like I like I refuse to do like real like like it's like why am I gonna wear? Why am I gonna spoil good clothes? So I just like cycle through bathing suits now. Like that's this is yeah. my life. I've this, worn this, this shirt six days in a row. Like, it doesn't matter, like, you know? It's, why not? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> it smells very bad, but we're all good here. It doesn't matter. I Nobody mean, like, can smell it. I think, I mean, we're, let's get real personal. <laughs> There's literally days where it's like, I could smell myself. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I should take a shower. Like, because there's no, there's, it's like, oh, okay, I, I have to go to the post office. I guess now I'll shower. Um, dude, I'm, I'm bad. Like, I'm, I'm learning things about myself during quarantine. Um, this can't go on much longer because I will be, <laughs> I will not be in a good place. No, nah. you ever have those days a lot longer. where you like, you put on a shirt and then you, you, you realize, Oh, I should have taken a shower. And then you take a shower and you're like, I think I might just put that shirt back on. Like, uh, it's fine. It's, it's all good. It's not too dirty. Dude, right. Like, <laughs> dude, it's like, this is actually really nice. Usually it's bathing suits and a tank top. I put a shirt on for you, Brad. I just want to like, I, I appreciate put that. that. I put a shirt on for you and for the viewers, but this Thank is you. not quarantine. <laughs> this is not quarantine attire. All right. Um, usually it's like a tank top, a bathing suit, my camera during, during business meetings, just off, you know, in general. Oh man. Yeah. It, this has to end. When is this going to end, Brad? I, I don't know. I don't see any end in sight, but uh, Dude, you know, at least Jurassic, Jurassic seems to be on schedule, I guess. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that in a bit, I guess, but uh, sure. Yeah. So why don't we go ahead and kick it off with our first topic here, which is uh, I want to kind of talk about Islands of Adventure, some of the updates that have been happening there, as well as right. the fact that uh, Universal kind of spoiled the uh, the announcement for Velocicoaster. So, Didn't we already know this name? We we have known about Velocicoaster, yes. It was um, – I forget exactly how. I think it was like a, a trademark or something like that. Somebody filed something. Uh, on Universal's end that said, right. hey, okay, yep. it's going to be Velocicoaster, so keep your eyes peeled. Um, so it was one of those things where we weren't exactly sure if it was going to be Velocicoaster, but it sounded right. It sounded like it would work. You're talking about Velociraptors, but also speed and velocity and stuff like that for a coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything works there. So 
over on um let me bring this up for you guys so you can actually see it here but um over on universal's website they actually um spoiled it a little bit ahead of time now we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to read it from the website right away so i actually brought up a friend's uh twitter who actually posted it right away uh alicia stella hey what's up alicia how's it going um alicia captured it at least or somebody captured it and she reposted it but um Right here, uh, I'm going to skip through the middle of this. I don't know if you can actually see it on the screen. Uh, oh, there we go. So, all right. So I'm going to move this up just so everybody can see it. But it says you're going to live the adventure of coming face-to-face with giant creatures of Earth's past, encounter raptors roaming every day. That's all stuff that we've already seen. Or take a daring uh, raft expe- expedition through jungles teeming with dinosaurs for those brave enough to visit the raptor paddock, you may be able to carefully approach one of these deadly predators. Then feel the rush of the hunt as you race through the jungle alongside raptors on the Jurassic World Velocicoaster, a new species of roller coaster coming summer 2021. So that's, uh, that's pretty crossed. interesting. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. fingers crossed. See, this is one of those things like uh, and let me uh, let me just show actually I'll just show this real quick before we start diving into the conversation, but this is the website here. Uh this is Universal's uh universalorlando.com and their Jurassic Park section of the website. So you can see the Jurassic Park logo and the beginning of what I read actually is right here on the website. So it does say like step in the Jurassic Park and stand in awe and wonder at the land transformed by science after 65 million years. Blah 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 blah. All that uh, all sorry, that stuff is that it I Jurassic just read. Jurassic Park or Jurassic World? <laughs> well, I mean, it's both. It's uh, it's Jurassic oh. Park. It's Jurassic Park, but it's a Jurassic World attraction. So pretty much just like what we have. I know we've all kind of like been like, "What is that? That doesn't that doesn't make any sense." But they've been doing it for years. Um, you know, like, specifically with with the Raptor Encounter. You know, the Raptor Encounter has been obviously a Jurassic World attraction. Um, inside of Jurassic Park. So they've already started to make no sense on on that level. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it, it was uh, hyped up to be, as the website originally says, before they edited it, um, you know, uh, where did it go? Feel the rush of the hunt as you race through the jungle alongside raptors on the Jurassic World Velocicoaster. Now that's the title, Jurassic World Velocicoaster. Veloci. Uh, and then coaster, all one word. Coaster is capital, like the C is capitalized. Um, sure. So, so coming summer twenty twenty one. Now you, we were joking. Maybe we'll see because that. Yeah, that's just the way the world works right now, right? It's it's all kind of like a projected date, but who really knows? And things could change along the way, you know. So you have a right. a, a movie that's supposed to be coming out June. 2021 that's summer right so you have a new coaster um anything else i don't know probably some other stuff at that point um so it's kind of it's going to be one of this thing it's going to be this thing that they're going to want to tie in to the movie's release um originally there was like the projected end date on a lot of the construction work and stuff around like april like the end of april i believe so Mm -hmm. you know dates for the theme parks are kind of loose in general. Summer can literally be like the last day of su- like summer. Yeah, you know, like they they can 
you know, say something's coming in in fall, and then it'll be like whatever, like literally the last possible day is in like December, and you're like, is it really fall still? Um, well, there's also like safety precautions too. Like mm-hmm. I know when I was going to school there, they were building the one at Universal that plays like the music or whatever in your ears. Does that make sense? The uh, what? In, it's at Universal Studios, and it like goes through buildings, and it like oh, blasts okay. right. music yeah, yeah, yeah. in your ears. Okay, yeah, rocking. Yeah. No, uh, that's the yeah. Disney one. <laughs> Rip Ride Rocket. Know. Rip Ride Rocket. Yeah, yeah. So um, it has like speakers on the seats and stuff like that. And yeah, you can pick a song. Yeah, they had that one going, and like I remember that one getting. I'm pretty sure that one got delayed. Um, I don't remember. But, I think it did. Yeah. You know, coasters just themselves are. I don't know. They're they're tricky, right? Because like they make sense on they make sense like maybe in like computer animation and 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 CG models when they like, you know, uh, previs that stuff or whatever. But then, mm-hmm. you know, you get the thing in real life and there's, there's going to be bound to be problems. Um, well, specifically so- like the Hagrid coaster that just opened up, you know, just uh, last year. Um, yeah. That thing, that, that was kind of that example of, Hey, we probably opened this up a little too early. It didn't work out the kinks. And then we had to do half days on the attraction, open it up at noon or, close it at three or so, you know, like some weird, really, really weird odd schedule. Um, because, because don't it you want right. to be the guy that rides it when it's like close half the day for problems? Like that doesn't <laughs> yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Just wait till it's good. It's like, yeah, they had to work on it, but they're like, well, our best option option to work on it is like in the afternoon, I guess. Um, and then yeah. there was a whole, t- a whole period of time where that ride was down because of bees. So you have that, you never know what you're going to run into. There were bees on the track, like just swarming, and they they had to try to keep rid of them. And this coaster specifically is so tall that it now has to deal with like osprey on the top of the coaster that w- that keep hatching nests. Now that certainly probably won't be a thing once the coaster is operating, but maybe I don't know. Maybe they're going to do it overnight. I don't know. Maybe they'll keep building nests overnight. They oh Universal gosh, is dude, kind of that's... like they've tarped over it several times over, and the birds just keep coming in and, and laying their nests. <laughs> So it's so Life tall. Will find a way, Brad, yeah, you know? seriously, it's so tall Life that they just—that's the best spot for them. Um, so they're already experiencing that, um, you know, that weirdness in terms of like, well, how do we get this thing to work? Um, it shouldn't be as technical of a marvel as, say, Hagrid was. You know, there's a lot of intricate moving mm-hmm. parts on Hagrid. It's a—it's a—it's not just a coaster. It's part dark ride. It's part drop. It's part all this weird stuff. Um, so yeah. yeah, there's a lot involved. This is just a, a fast coaster, so you should hopefully be able to get it right. Um, it's just a standard Jurassic where they invest. As little money and interest as possible, and yeah. slap the logo. They slap the logo <laughs> on the lunchbox, right? That you know, the- that is the thing. Like it on the surface, this looks actually really good. It looks like they're investing a lot in it, but when you actually dive into it, you're like, oh, it's not as much as I as I as it looks like it is. You know, as I thought it was because you know they're yeah. they've got mountainscapes, and we'll, we'll take a look at that. Actually, why don't we? Um, I mean, Go I just Google it here real quick. I mean, yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks like a coaster. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, it's hard for me to say because I feel like Islands of Adventure already has its coaster. Universal gets a bad rap, right? Because it's like, sure, hey, you you keep doing these movie rides, like these these like rides in front of three D screens, and everyone kind of complains, like that's all your rides are. And now I'm like looking at it, I'm like, well, now Islands of Adventure is just becoming like a coaster park, like. Yeah, it was one thing to have a coaster, and I don't, I don't know, man. I 
I keep complaining about this view or whatever, like as you walk <laughs> in and see the park, but yeah, like, yeah. I don't like, it's just a land. Like, do I, is it, it's just like a, it's a condensed. I, the problem is when you walk into Hogwarts, man, it feels like Hogwarts. And to mm-hmm. me, like now this isn't, and Jurassic actually felt like Jurassic. Um, you know, I can imagine going to Jurassic park and not seeing dinosaurs until like I'm on the tour or I'm like out on one of the, the rides or something, you know? Yeah. And that's what the Jurassic park land felt like it felt like the boring part of going to Jurassic park. Um, (laughs) but, and I mean, I don't know if a coaster is like canonical with like the book or the movie is like, Hey, we're going to have a coaster. I know it's in the video game and it's cool in the video game. It makes for like a really cool set piece. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's definitely not going to like be like swirling around the visitor center. And this just drives me absolutely nuts. I don't know why I let it bother me so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's we're in this weird timeline where like the parks want to do things that are connected to the films and it wants you to feel like you're in the film, literally. Right. Like not not just viewing the film, but like actually in that world. But but then you have to separate yourself especially in Jurassic because you're in Jurassic Park and you're going on a Jurassic World ride and you're like, well, none of these things actually were here. I can't imagine this, especially coming straight over the bridge from Harry Potter where your whole mind was like, I'm living this. I am yeah, I am in Hogsmeade. I am in Diagon Alley. I am literally standing in front of the castle, all that good stuff. You're, you're literally feeling yeah. it. Here you're just like, this, this is a Jurassic Park, I guess. Like this is not, it's not the one. It is a Jurassic, I guess. It's it's Orlando or whatever yeah. it is. You know, like it's fine. Um, but yeah, this is just a whole different experience having Jurassic World and not really feeling cohesive. Um, but I yeah, I don't know. I'm still I'm still like you. I'm I'm I don't like the fact that this view is tarnished, and we've talked about that a lot. Um, and I know a lot of people are like, well, you know what? Um, uh, you know, some people are bringing up the fact that uh, the coaster in uh japan uh the flying dinosaur is a great the coaster. Flying dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. but i but i i was you know i was saying that like hey i have that coaster in my backyard like literally it, it, 30 yeah, minutes it was, down okay, the road. it was you and me talking about this like okay the first time the first time i ever rode a coaster like that it was called i think x flight there's one in ohio i think at six flags and then okay sea world in orlando has manta manta right? yeah or something yeah and it's just a generic coaster like even Hulk at Universal Islands of Adventure tells kind of the story, but it's more like that story is like really like metaphor. It's like you're like <laughs> you're sitting in the in the drum. It, it's supposed to be like you're sitting in the drum and then when they shoot you off, that's like your gamma blast like radiation, right? Like that's what it's supposed to feel like. Yeah. But it's also like it's also old school comic book Marvel. Like I kind of expect that to have like coasters yeah. because it's is kitsch the right word? I don't, I don't know if kitsch is the right word. Like yeah, it's, it works. It's fun. It's, it's, it's comics. It's coasters. Yeah. Like Jurassic has like a style. And I think uh-huh. one, they got to choose. It's either got to be Jurassic park or it's got to be Jurassic world at this point, because I'm OCD and hate the mess that it is. I'm fine <laughs> with either one. I would prefer yeah. Jurassic park, but like uh-huh. <laughs> I'm fine, whatever, you know, just, but like they need to hit home like Orlando. And so yeah. the fence the fence needs to be 
Jurassic Park Orlando or Jurassic World Orlando, and they need mm. to like differentiate it. You are not on Isla Nublar, you know? Yeah, um, that would be like, nice. I'd, that'd be awesome, you know? Um, yeah, they yeah. got to do something like that. The branding is a disaster. Yeah, and especially now because you have the visitor center or discovery center is right there, right? And this new coaster now surrounding the the limits of the fence of the uh, attraction is Jurassic World, like Indominus Rex style fence. You know, like that big, tall cement mm-hmm. fence structure. So it's you're talking about this giant Jurassic World fence structure. Which is very different than Jurassic Park fences, um, right. and then right across from that is like a Jurassic Park pizza place or Hammond's Hot Shots or what you know, like I don't know, very strange. I don't know, but you know, I know I, I kind <sighs> of compared, I kind of compared like that weird view because the view out in Japan is, I think it's hideous. I think I don't think that's a good look at all because you, you overlook that water and it's just a very sterile environment, all concrete and then like a metal, uh, you know, a steel coaster right there. Um, right. And then the same thing, similar thing might happen here. It's still to be foreseen because they're not finished yet. I do expect a lot of trees and stuff planted. Hopefully they go back to those really, really tall palm trees or whatever yeah. they are. Um, but uh, yeah, it definitely is a new look, a different look. And this coaster, though, will be leaps and bounds better than what, you know, that flying coaster is out in Japan uh, or at Six Flags Great Adventure or SeaWorld I mean, or wherever. Will it? Oh, yeah. This is going to be a top-tier roller coaster. This is going to be extremely fast, extremely high. Um, and it's going to – like, if you look at the curves and the turns of this coaster, it is unlike anything else. It is pretty – uh, like I just imagine the G force on this thing is going to be insane. It's it's going to be nuts. If you look at some of the ways that this thing turns and banks, yeah. it it's out of control. And unlike I, and I'm a, I'm a pretty big coaster enthusiast. I've got a you know a spreadsheet of all the coasters I've been on around the the country and stuff. And this thing I think could be one of the best coasters that I've ridden. Um, Hagrid is one of the best, if not the best coaster I've ever been on. Uh, so right. this, this could be up there. It's going to be a lot different of, ex- of an experience, um, more so focused on the speed. That's why you're not going to be getting uh, animatronics and, and stuff like that, you know, scattered throughout the attraction. Um, but, uh, but yeah, let me, let me, um, showcase some pictures here while we're talking, but, um, we I have, I really can't even like say like, I've read a lot of coasters. Like I'm, I'm from Michigan, so we go to Cedar point a lot. Um, during the summers, um, when it, you know, not this summer, uh, but, uh, <laughs> like they're constantly innovating on their coasters. They're constantly closing down coasters that I, I think are still like worthy of, of having around. Like they closed Mantis yeah. within like the last, like, I want to say within the last like six or seven years, they closed Mantis. And like, I remember when Mantis opened, so it wasn't that old of a coaster. Um, there's definitely cool coaster ideas out there now. Like I know they have one maverick or something or bronco mm-hmm. where you're like it, it the idea is like you're riding like a bull or something and like so it's designed to like kind of like it's designed not to be a smooth ride and it, it's designed to kind of like throw you around and then i rode some coaster in california i want to say maybe it no, it wasn't a six flags oh i don't know anymore maybe, maybe i wrote not, it out here not spare um, farms but, or something yeah like maybe not farm um but like it was designed to like be like you're on a 
it was like, yeah, it was like you're riding a horse or like you're a cowboy. So like there's oh, really cool stuff. Yeah. There's cool stuff out there. I just don't see what this one has to offer. That's like just this, you know, I, I don't know. Like, did, am I like making this one doesn't seem like it's going to offer anything different. It, it will. Or, I think it will. Or niche. I, I think it definitely will, especially the the top hat section, which I have here on the page. Um, mm-hmm. Now, right now, they're actually testing they're kind of doing a test push through of the coaster cars just to make sure that the clearance is fine so they have these big wire frames around everything um and you can see there is the engine stamp around the the uh, wrappings on the coaster so you actually can't see the coaster itself kind of looks like a shoe and like something else behind it um but, but yeah they're testing the uh you know they're just testing to make sure the clearance is okay, you know, for all those people with their arms up and, and all over the place, make sure nothing's getting taken off um, despite running through a, a ride with Raptors. But, um, yeah, so I love the fact that the the, the wrapping is is even themed here with InGen on the side. That's amazing. Um, yeah. But, but um, yeah, this is a very tall coaster. Let me see what else, what else we have here picture-wise. Um, all right, so we have a picture here of... Uh, a coaster in some baggies uh, and it's kind of, you know, clear. So you can kind of see the seatings and there is, uh, if you look up at the top, there's like um, lights on the top, like next to your heads, there's going to be lights uh, around your heads. Uh, So they'll be projecting lamps uh, outwards for some reason. Um, There was some concept art at one point. they? They should. Yeah, they should. Um, the concept Why? art, at least. I don't know. I'm not really too sure, but uh, they might. So I don't know I mean, if they'll do something during the day. It's weird because Universal is rarely open past like 7 p.m. That's the only reason yeah. like, I'm like, well, wait, why? Like, <laughs> yeah. Again, I, when I was living there, it was like if you were at Universal after dark, it was like a weird, rare experience. Well, you know, this one, they, they have been expanding their hours. And, and of course, recently it's been a lot more taken back, especially due to low attendance and stuff like that. So nowadays, who really knows? But at one point before all this, they did expand their operating hours to like 9 p.m. and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. But I'm not really sure. These might be lit during the day too or even for like um, a kind of covered sequence. You might be going through some some tunneling through rocks and stuff like that. So it might be good to have – uh, these projectors on there to kind of maybe light up where you're going inside of a tunnel system. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know, but um, do you think this thing will have, have audio? Uh, yes, I would expect there to be audio. Um, I think, and we'll see it in a second here, you, but, right? but, but um, yeah, in a second, you'll, we'll, we'll take a look at some Raptors that are scattered around, but uh, here, just uh, a nice little look at some of the uh, rock work and stuff. They're, they're kind of, building the scaffolding and trying to uh, finish up the rock work and all that. And it just like these bank turns are incredible. Um, But I want to get to the Raptors. Did you get a chance to see the Raptors coming in? I saw the Raptors. Yeah. Like they were bringing them in. I assumed that they were going to be like the opening, like when you're getting, when you're first getting in the queue, you would walk past this like really beautiful statue of the Raptors, but it doesn't no. look like that's what this is. No, not at all. These are actually in the attraction. Um, so they're, yeah, they're literally scattered. There's going to be, I think, hopefully four, which would make sense. Um, right. I think so far we've maybe only seen three. I don't remember if the fourth one was brought in or not. But, um, but yeah, there should, I, I believe, be four Raptors scattered around in different parts and locations. But these are just yeah. static 
figures they're you know i don't know but maybe the pedestal will move but i don't think so you're going to be going very fast so literally there's no need for any kind of right you know at at um the uh disney's animal kingdom there there is an attraction a coaster as well uh called expedition everest if you guys are not familiar and inside that attraction is a giant uh yeti animatronic now Back when this thing opened up, the Yeti would move like a lot. It would be pretty drastic. And then one day it stopped working. (laughs) So it hasn't worked since. So what they do is they just put a strobe behind it and flash this strobe and it kind of makes it look like it's moving. So I expect something like that here. Maybe not a strobe, but just with the fact that you're going so fast, you're just going to be zipping by this thing and you're probably going to get that audio cue that that is like you know like as you're yeah, going yeah, by yeah, yeah. To, and it'll help there, it'll help that, simulate what would that sound like again just, you know okay, there it is cool. that was right, pretty I just accurate wanted to check to make sure that did you uh, did you apply for that job I, Are you no actually that audio? i just hit a button and it oh, just yeah oh, it was okay. a button yeah that was i, right. I they sent it to me universal sent cool. it to me by the official sound then mm-hmm. the official one i yeah. can't can't wait <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna wait. be scary, dude. It's gonna be I real like scary. I feel, the, I feel like that's the investment <laughs> they would put into that. Probably, um, but uh, you know these these raptors came wrapped uh, in, and they they you know crane craned them in there, so uh, yep. looking good. And then I have another picture here of um, <clears throat> actually two pictures of some raptors just scattered about, so we can see. You know, there's track kind of banking around a curve. Uh, and then there's two Raptors actually right there. So I can't really tell who's who. They're still wrapped up right now. Uh, it's still just a very ugly mess that you can barely tell what's going on um, just because yeah. of all the scaffolding and, and things are not complete just yet. But um, and, and plus, this is not really the view you're supposed to be getting is from some dude up in a helicopter, you know, just taking some no, spy no. pictures. So when you're on the ground and stuff, a lot of this will be invisible to the eye. Um, but, uh, yeah, you got some you got two Raptors here and this. I don't know. Maybe this is right out of uh, a launch because there's going to be several launches in this attraction. So um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty darn cool. I'm, I'm excited to, to see what they're doing. But um I guess we got that confirmation that this is the Velocicoaster. So that's um I guess that's kind of exciting. I mean, you know. That's a great to, to name, have a name. So I don't get, you know, I don't when when it got announced or when we when someone found the trademark, I was like, "Oh, of course. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a great name for a Jurassic themed <laughs> um, you know, a Jurassic themed attraction." Yeah. I don't it's just so ugly. Why is it so <laughs> ugly, Brad? <laughs> Like, well, it's just literally it's just, black track. It's, it's, it's yeah. no, it's just, it's just like drab. Um, you know, and it, it's such a vivid land with green, lush trees and greenery and everything. And then there's black track just kind of zooming around and specifically going right next to Harry Potter, you know, Hogsmeade area. So who knows what that's going to do for sound? Um, but yeah, I don't you know. gotta it's wonder, just, it's like, strange. So Colin Trevorrow comes in, right? And he's got this pitch. Hey, I want to change dress. I want to change your franchise name to, to Jurassic World. And everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Okay, well, now I want to change your your main colors. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> to what? Well, I want to do like blue. Okay, like, yeah, blue makes sense. It, it, the logo was blue in the book. Like, you know, why not? But like, did no one 
think beyond like that one pitch as to like what the colors were going to end up doing. Like it just seems boring. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <now>. Like, <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's initial setup and concept. I think, and especially in the first movie, is the fact that people are bored, right? Like that is the yeah. setup of that movie, and I think that goes along with it. Is it's not as inspired in a way. I don't know if that was originally the the pitch or the concept, but that's just that's the way it feels. Like getting, you know, I feel like everything we get is just kind of like uninspired. Like, oh well, what color should the track be on this? Gray. People love gray. We got well, that's make it gray. Yeah, giant concrete fences, not like cool like you know laser not laser but like uh, electric fences well, you know stuff like, like that invisible fence structure that like claire <laughs> talks about right like no we gotta have uh, this yeah, giant yeah. when in that movie when they're like oh the indominus attraction it's it's supposed to be like it's like it's supposed to be open like it's like late or something and uh-huh. like that thing looks bare bones and it's like oh, yeah. wait this is what you're gonna show the public are these nasty concrete walls <laughs> like it is i, I think i imagine there must the have been right a separate word. one you know i feel like was that the 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 pen for for visitor i don't know i don't think so yeah. my 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 standpoint has kind of been like there's probably another paddock you know where they would maybe track oh, it so, and put it over into the other paddock um, i don't think so especially you know and honestly like paddock I, you know, nine is the same thing man paddock nine is just this nasty like, no, that's a beautiful concrete. paddock inside. Well, yeah, inside, but like <laughs> attractions, like theme parks should be beautiful everywhere. Sure. You know, sure. that you, the average person is going to see. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. Like, oh, it's. <laughs> I don't I know. Felt, I mean, I, I, it... I felt like when I saw Jurassic World, I was like, oh, yeah, this is an unfinished set. Like it, it, it felt like, and mm. then I've been to Hawaii and like, when you go there, it's like, yeah, it's literally just fake concrete in the jungle. And I was like, yeah, they could, I don't know how they could have done it, but there's no sidewalk by the Indominus Rex paddock. Like where are people walking? <laughs> this thing's supposed to be like up and running, like really quick. There's no sidewalks. I think there's no, I think cause they weren't intended vendors. to go there. I think that's why I, nobody was intended to go there in my eyes. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jack let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to our next topic here. Okay. Um, yep. Which is Jurassic World Dominion. So there's been, uh, you know, a lot of updates, and like we we mentioned earlier on in the show, like we haven't talked in a while. So I know you did a, a show with Clayton Fioriti. Uh, you guys talked yep. a lot about uh, a lot of different stuff and. A lot of stuff has happened, you know, since the last month as well. But um, I want to see, like, what what are your thoughts? First off, How, what do you what are you thinking about the progression? Do you, you know, we haven't really heard much as far as, you know, anything really going wrong. I know that's what a lot of our focus was initially was, yeah. You know, the COVID issues. Um, will they make it? Will they not make it? Um, you know, we talked about a few different uh, breakdowns in in COVID you know, results and tests. So right. uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm feeling at least confident in the production right now. How are you feeling? I feel like this movie will be done when they want it to be done. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think it'll be done for their June release. Now the question is, well, 
they will for sure if, if COVID is still a thing, they will let this thing sit on a shelf. Guaranteed. They are mm-hmm. not releasing this movie to theaters that are are only half open mm-hmm. or I agree. you know h- half showings a day. There's just no way. Bugs. There's no way they let that happen. Um Marvel just pushed their entire slate to next year. Yeah. You know, and no, yeah. I don't think Universal has Disney money, but they've got money and if if they're willing to just like stop production on Fast and Furious, like that's not coming out like these studios are willing to let their big properties sit and mm-hmm. do nothing for extended amounts of time. Yeah. Um, I think this thing gets done and I think it sits in a, I think it sits in an office and just mm-hmm. waits until the movies are ready to open. I think, I think that's a fair I, assumption. I think that's a fair, you know, result that you've come to because why would they want to waste their biggest, you know, property here on on a half empty theater. I mean, it has not worked out for anybody. Yet. No. You know, it has not worked out whatsoever. Um Tenant, right, was just in theaters or, you know, partially, I guess, but like I mean, yeah, but it, you it, can it, argue like I don't think that Chris Nolan is as much of a pull as Jurassic Park either. Like No. Chris Christopher Nolan movies are get to me like he kind of like I didn't really like uh the one that confused everyone. What was the one that was like super confusing? Every one of them. Every one of them. All right. Um, <laughs> Interstellar, maybe. No, before that, with Leonardo DiCaprio and the, t- their the, the turning and stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, the dream one. I, I didn't like that Inception. Movie. Inception. <laughs> now it's not that I, it's not that that movie outsmarted me. I, I, I was wrong for the ride. I didn't like that movie. Okay. Um, that's fair. So he kind of like he kind of lost me, and I never even saw Inception because, or I never even saw. Oh my gosh, I never saw Interstellar because everyone's like, "Oh, you, it's the sound." I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to the theaters to see this. Um, and yeah. <laughs> I didn't think Dark Knight Rises was all that great. So okay. for me, like Chris, if, but if Christopher Nolan can't pull in audiences, like it's it's not going to happen. And I was reading reports saying that like movie theaters, like. It, they didn't even make money off of it because yeah. their costs were greater than their profit on the ticket. Yeah. So no, there's no way this no. thing is coming out in June. If it's the way, if things are the way it is, I know a lot of people have confidence that things will be better by June. I'm not sure I'm there yet. <laughs> and I, you no. know, who am I, who am I? I'm no doctor. Or I'm no like, you know, uh, you know, anybody, but like, well, didn't Fauci say like people aren't going to want to go to a theater like for a year after the vaccine even hits. I don't know. I mean, I know yeah. as we get, as we get further and further into this thing, we've got like, you know, doubters, like, is, is this even a real thing? You know, is this just a, a conspiracy in the States? Well, I'm in Canada. I can tell you, it's definitely a very real thing. It's not a States thing. Um, I'm in a different country and I'm stuck at home wearing a bathing suit. As <laughs> he only as has said. somebody said, what's your address? Somebody send you some pants, man. That's <laughs> I have pants. I'm not going to wear them. Don't send me pants. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I think that like, I think this movie finishes. I really do. And mm-hmm. I think, I think it runs. I think if they're planning on pushing it, I think they run the VFX longer than, than they wanted, than they originally planned on it. Cause why not? Like, why not make VFX better? Yeah. If you, if you, if you, if you are projecting a certain amount of profits, they don't have a problem investing money in the vfx yeah. i yeah and 
you're you were saying before that like uh, what was it um marvel stuff has been you know pushed and you know rescheduled yeah. and that's something we're we're continually seeing is new dates new dates new date it's like yeah. some some of these movies have been like all right here's the date oh wait no wait here it is again oh here's okay. the ne- here's the next one and here's the next one it's super annoying by the way but um if i don't know warner brothers is, if warner brothers is willing to push wonder woman out Mm-hmm. If 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 Warner Brothers is willing to just keep pushing Wonder Woman, which I don't think there's any arguing, Wonder Woman is part of a middling franchise. Like DC is hit or miss, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't think I, I I wouldn't say like every movie is a banger, right? But Jurassic Universal's not going to let that go to middling audiences. There's no way. No, no, no. It's and not it's not like... going. To, there's no way they put that in streaming either. It's not like, you know, New Mutants or something that's like, well, no, I don't know. Nobody's going to really see this. Let's just put it out. You know, it's, right. it's not like that. Um, and the the whole Mulan thing, you know, you mentioned streaming. Uh, you know, I've heard that that was successful to a point. Mulan's a weird test case for that just because it's like it's a movie people have already seen and own and is already on Disney+. Plus. So, like, I, I don't know what the, you know – benefit of putting yeah, that, but that movie, movie was on... going to come out to that movie was going to come out to divisive mm-hmm. reviews and conversation anyway right sure, so sure. why not put it out see how it does the, the, the problem is you can't base how well streaming did on mulan mm-hmm. because mulan no, no. already had a bunch of things kind of going against it yeah yeah um i personally have not seen it um Me neither. i'm a little bit of the thought that i should not support that just because my job very much my job very much depends on you going to the theater please. <laughs> um, you know please yeah. we need to get this thing going like i trust yeah. me if anyone wants these things to open back up it, me i need these things to open back yeah. up um so i don't okay. think this thing's coming out in june that's all i'm gonna say uh, i know i've kind of been under that mindset from the beginning that I don't know. First off, I don't know how they're going to hit the date with everything that's happened and the, the, the delays and everything. Apparently, they're yeah. still on time. I don't understand that. But, um, yeah, I just don't see it happening. And uh, let's actually bring up <clears throat> some information that we have here. So, first off, let's talk about the schedule. So, mm-hmm. I want to bring over to uh, Jurassic Outpost actually had like a little summary of it. So, let's see what they say. Um all right, so this is uh, the filming schedule remains right on time. So this comes from enter- French entertainment website Premiere. So I guess it was translated probably. Uh, Colin talked right. with them. He says, we are right on time in the filming schedule. Obviously, it's not easy to film in these conditions. Everyone is doing their own thing, and everyone is disciplined, keeps his distance, wears his mask. Uh, Universal is the producer uh, – sorry, Universal and the producers are putting everything at our disposal to make it happen. So despite the postponement because of the health crisis, we are on schedule. It is a really huge production. We haven't finished yet. We still have quite a few weeks to shoot. Um, What does that mean? I mean, despite the postponement. You can't be off schedule for something that – like the, the, I get it. June, June 21. Like that's the date you want to hit, but I don't, I don't know, man. I just feel like, can you really be off schedule for something that is just that has following no this like placeholder <laughs> date? You know what I'm saying? Um, I, uh, yeah, I get you. I, I'm kind of like tossed up on this, this 
sentence of despite the postponement, we are on schedule. Well, like this, so are they on the same? Is he trying to say that they're on the same schedule that they were? No, right? He, he can't no, be. he's just he's just trying to say like despite the issues that we had, we're at least on schedule for what we I think he's saying they're redid. on schedule to finish this movie for the June release date which which Hollywood seems to have faith in because they're pushing movies to June. So like man yeah. for me dude it's not even the, like even if theaters were open I don't know man I don't know if I'm going to be like ready to just like go sit in a crowd, you know. Are your theaters open or no? I don't know. I think Ours- people went and saw Tenet like yeah. Yes, so they are open because I, I had friends that went and saw Tenet, but like they said that they they're between you were allowed to sit next to like the people you came with, mm-hmm. but then there had to be like a six seat gap or something between groups of people, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of like, dude, I feel really bad. There was a theater that opened up in my parents' like small town, yeah, and. uh it, dude, this thing, this thing was beautiful. It was it, imagine entertainment, like put this thing out and it was like giant, like reclining seats in every theater. And then there was like couches, like the, the whole floor was nothing yeah. but like couches and stuff. And it was really cool. And then the pandemic hits like within six months of this thing opening. But for me, <sighs> and, I, and my friend was telling me that like, I think it was AMC already mm-hmm. announced that like their prices are going to be going up just due to like the extra cleaning costs and stuff and it's like okay you want to drive people away from theaters that's how you do it is you raise the prices even more yeah on these movies that's not um and then there's something in the states going on where like so up until very recently studios couldn't own their own theaters because it was technically like a monopoly of like create like creation and distribution or whatever which Mm -hmm. i guess i don't really see why that's that's beside the point i've not really researched this but the fear is is that studios can charge whatever they want for the ticket in the sense that like they can even have like a a spectrum of prices which honestly like I don't necessarily mind a spectrum of prices that would actually probably get me into the theater to go see a comedy as opposed to waiting for sure. it to hit Netflix like if I could go see a movie that very clearly costs a quarter of the budget of a Marvel film right and they were yeah. going to charge me $5 a ticket like fine whatever um but I don't know, dude, like I grew up loving movies. I work in movies, but it's like, it's yeah. getting even to the point where like, you know, for me, my wife and I to go to a theater in a city, $20 a ticket. Mm-hmm. No, no, thanks. I'll, I'll rent like, or just, yeah. it's cheaper to buy it when it comes out, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I was a, a member of AMC Stubbs. I, I forget. It's been so like, long. Whatever what it was. It? Yeah. And no, A-list, A-list. See, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a member of that and I enjoyed that. I thought that was great. I was literally still going to see movies right until the end. I, I, I think we saw Onward was the last one. And that mm-hmm. opened like two a week or two before everything shut down here. Um, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's on Disney Plus like two weeks later. I'm like, oh, all right. Um, but um, but yeah, I feel like when you mentioned that whole, um, I forget what the name of it was, but the, the fact that now studios are going to be able to own their own theaters or whatever. I feel like that's just the whole... Um, issue that we have going on with streaming services right now it's like where where do i have to go to watch the thing you know where do i have to go mm-hmm. to see the jurassic do i have to go to netflix do i have to go to uh peacock do i have where do i have to go to see this thing because right now it's confusing put in front of you know? people <clears throat> the more hurdles you put so for me like here's my thought process 
the $30 price tag on Mulan on Disney Plus is actually a steal. I know that there's people out there like living in the Midwest, living not in big cities that say $30 is too much. But for me to go to a movie is $20 ticket guaranteed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then it's a $20 for my wife. So I'm already at $40 yeah. for two tickets. And like, come on, man. Like who wants to like, I don't go on a date night and not, you know, <laughs> my wife and I don't like not get food and concessions. You got to get the right? popcorn. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, you try to do stuff. So, and then for us, I can't even drive to the theater. I have to get on, <laughs> hold on a bus, a train, another train <laughs> so that, that I can walk to the theater. Now, here's oh. the thing. When I moved to, when I moved to Toronto, yeah. that was too many hurdles. I was like, you know what? I'm good. I will wait three months for this thing to come out. And I will yeah. just simply buy it for $20 on iTunes. Um, <laughs> but dude, now it's like, you're saying what, how, what do I got to do to see your thing? Like, so yeah. now I'm going to have to, okay. If I'm in Toronto still, it's going to be a bus, a train, a train, Maybe and that that can be in like in any other direction to go to yeah. a privately owned theater by a studio. No where, thanks, where are they man. gonna be? Like, where are they even gonna be though? Like that's the thing. Like if you have to go to like the Universal Theater because Universal isn't played in other theater, like where where's the you know the other the WB like I don't know all these other theaters like well I don't I don't want to do like, that. You're, you're saying like where are they gonna be, dude? This lines up perfectly. Now I'm not calling conspiracy because I think that's a little this is a little <laughs> too crazy. But like these theater these theaters are gonna be closing. And this True. just primes Disney, Warner Brothers, and Universal to come in and buy existing theaters. Yeah. And I, I can see the know, Amazon theater, the Netflix theater, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Like I can easily see like so I go to the Scotiabank Theater in downtown Toronto. It's an amazing theater. Mm-hmm. But I can easily see that being the Disney theater and that's it. Sure. Like if I want to see a Marvel movie like, or a star Wars movie, like that's where I have to go. But then like, what is that? Where do I go to see a Warner brothers movie? There's only so many theaters in a giant HBO. city like this. There's only so many theaters. You got to go to the HBO theater. So, so wherever that is, I guess <laughs> I, I don't think big studios. I don't think the big corporation is actually like, I don't think that the corporations really have a problem with the streaming. I think it's still like the creatives that like want to get involved with, um, you know, they, they still want to see their work in a theater, right? Like that's the romanticism of the dream of working in movies is, is seeing your work up on the big screen. And I'm not even saying that like TV is necessarily like settling, but mm-hmm. like if you're a guy like Trevorrow who put in his time and he's now gotten to the point where all of his work, basically almost all of it is on the big screen. Is that something you want to give up? I mean, I guess it is if you just want to get paid, but there's a, you know, there's a romantic there's a romantic yeah. aspect to all this too. Sure. You know? I'm, I mean TV is becoming something that is, you know, just as good as movies. So a lot of people are oh, heading totally. that direction. But yeah, there is something about like getting your work up on the big screen, right? But it all goes back to and you were saying you don't know who it is whether it's the creatives or or the studios. Actually, it's a lot of the theaters, you know, like the deals that they have in place. Like specifically what happened with yeah. Trolls, right? With Trolls going the streaming, you know, Mm-hmm. I guess AMC or cinema. One of those were, were not happy. Cinemark maybe, or so I forget which one. Regal. I, I don't know. One of them were mad, right? So they're, they're like, they're like, no more Universal movies in our theaters. And it's like, oh, you can just do that. I guess that's why they're going to make a Universal theater down the road. But that doesn't make it, that doesn't even make sense to me. I don't understand that threat. To be honest with you, no. the studios have these theaters over a barrel. 
Okay, so you say, oh, no more Universal movies? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you'll just, I mean, good luck filling the seats for, what, maybe 18 Those, weeks out of the year, you know, yeah. or something. Like, it doesn't yeah, make any sense to me. God forbid Disney, you know, makes somebody mad and they don't show any Disney movies. What are you going to show? Nothing. Because they own everything. So <laughs> I, uh, I, in my town, there was a, the town next to me was where, like, well, before they built this giant theater in my hometown, the town next to me was where we would go to, like, see the big theater movies. Yeah. And when that thing came in, it was, like, the small guy who had, like, the one theater in the downtown area, like, he was, like, up a creek, right? Like, well, what are they going to do? So what he was doing was, is he was, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to sell the tickets for less, right? Because he had a, he had a lesser theater. There's no argument about that. He had a less quality theater. Yeah. Um, and something happened with the the big theater. They they had struck some deal with like dis- distribution to like not supply that guy with movies if he was going to undercut the big chain. Yeah. So you know what this guy did? This guy this is brilliant. Fine. He charged twenty dollars a ticket just like them. All you can eat concessions on top Ooh. of it. It was awesome. Wow. So like, you know, you it just it just stinks, man. The way that this distribution thing yeah. works, and I think streaming is. I mean, look, I think streaming is a very real part of our future as far as like, I, Oh, for sure. This didn't universal announce that all their movies are going to be day and date anyway. So like, isn't Jurassic world going to be streaming? No, I mean, I, I, I think they, they I think they announced like who, where it's going to be or something. It's going to be on Peacock. It's going to be the streaming service, uh, of choice or whatever. Um, not, I don't think it's going to be day one. It's going to be whenever, whenever they decide. Um, I thought Universal said they were going to experiment with more day and date, but maybe that's for like animated things where that kind of makes sense, you know, with kids and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they would, I mean, why not experiment on your biggest stuff? I don't know. Who knows? Do they have a, uh, universal? Did they do bill and Ted? Oh, I I don't know. know. I don't think so. I feel like Bill and Ted, it's been in like, at least I've seen it. I haven't seen it, but I've seen it playing at drive-ins. Um, plus, it was right. on on demand, so you know you pay your twenty dollars or whatever it is, and you can watch it on demand. But it's also in theaters too. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting thing. And I, I've been going to theaters uh, to drive-in theaters a lot recently. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of all this, drive-ins were like popping up everywhere, where people with their blow-up you know screens and stuff, and we we're just mm-hmm. like had nothing better to do, so we would go to those, but. But, you know, our uh, our actual drive-in theater, you know, has been showing a lot of great stuff. So we've been heading out to that one. Um, yeah. Still, I don't still don't think I've seen anything new, though. <laughs> so uh, at least in theaters. But I know some stuff has been playing at them. Um, but, yeah, it's not the optimal experience. You know, this, the projection's not great. Uh, the sound kind of stinks. <laughs> so, you, yeah. you know, you're – you're paying for two films usually. So it's a good deal, but like the experience is not the best. Um, no, of course but... it's not the best. I mean, come on Dolby Atmos compared to the speakers <laughs> in your car. That, like... that was my favorite going to that Dolby, you know, theater in AMC, man, that was unbeatable. That was so much fun. Dude, so good, man. So good. But let's, let's get back to Jurassic. What are we talking about here? Um, I don't know. Oh, we're just right, reminiscing so... <laughs> about days. I feel like we're days in the walking by, yeah. dead. <laughs> and we're trying to get the light bulb from the theater to show the kids the old movies. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. I, and what did they, I felt like, 
I felt like that episode, they were going to be like showing something real. I was going to be like, oh, man, I can't believe they showed that. And it was like a cartoon of something that I've never seen ever. And I'm like, AMC, AMC has television rights for Jurassic Park. <laughs> Show the <laughs> kids Jurassic Park, man. That's what was mind boggling. I'm I'm sitting there that whole episode like, oh, they've got to show something good, right? No, not at all. No, <laughs> no. not not in the least. I don't. Yeah, I don't um, get it. But um, so apparently it's on schedule. That's that's the takeaway here, right? Oh, that's so, what we're on. We're still on that. Okay. So let's move on to the next point here, which was from uh, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> And he was talking about some script changes. So things are on schedule, but we've got some potential script changes here. So uh, he was talking with with People TV. Um, and uh, again, Outpost has like a, a nice little summary here. There was a video as well, um, but uh, the summary is nice here. So when asked uh, how to adapt to our current reality, he said, there are elements of the film we are finding are already apropos, but there are some sensitive things that the filmmakers are tweaking and adjusting that might make it right for now and uh, contributive and nourishing nourishing for right now. So I think that's an interesting quote, Aaron. The fact that there are some elements that are apropos to the situation that are maybe sensitive to things right now and they're maybe tweaking those things to make it a little bit better. I mean... what do you make of that? That's kind of telling, I feel like. We Well, he's already said like, "Oh, we and we shot our scene where me, Laura, and Sam are like in a closed confined space." So, obviously sure. being in a closed confined space is not a big deal. They're in quarantine together. Yeah. Like they're shooting in quarantine. Um I've actually been watching my wife and I have been watching Big Brother. We watch Big Brother okay. every summer. It's like <laughs> it's one of the things we do. Um uh-huh. and we watch oh we're very this is very sad <laughs> we watch the live cams so this thing's Ooh. like literally on at my house like all the time <laughs> um but we've kind of been getting insights into how they've been producing that show sure and basically like the contestants were they were in self-isolation before the show began mm-hmm. and then those that tested negative for yeah covid <clears throat> they picked the 16 to go in the house together and Normally every year they bring in like, you know, they'll bring in like celebrity guests or whatever to like introduce competitions and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's none of that. It's yeah, yeah. the house guests are running everything. Um, they, you know, they're, they're announcing their own competitions. They're, there's no special, like there's no like battle backs to get in. So like, I'm kind of uh-huh. getting like a little bit of insight as to like how you can even run a show like that. And I would imagine sure. that at the film level, it's very similar. It's, Hey, we have our actors and we're paying you X amount of dollars. And now you basically are going to get hazard pay to basically live in isolation with each other. Sure. So that we can try not to get everyone sick. But, and this goes back to my conversation with you a long time ago, Mm -hmm. dumb things like, you know, Claire and Owen, like kissing, like, yeah, that's probably that would probably happen because I, I feel like that's happened in the last two movies. Did that happen in the fifth one? Did they actually kiss in that movie? I, I think, think so. Did. I think like right in that like diorama thing in the, Oh yeah. Maybe. I think maybe right in there. Like, as much as it is to pretend 
right? That you're Claren Owen. Like these are very real people. I'm sure they don't yeah, want to yeah. be swapping spit yeah. um, at this stage of the game, you know? Yeah. Despite um, all the testing, I'm sure there's got to be that like element of like, is this, you know, is this okay? I don't know. <laughs> I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see some script changes for actors that maybe they, and I think we're touching on this at some point, maybe they thought we're coming back and then couldn't. And then now maybe can come back or, like I've heard nothing of like Omar Sy. Like he was announced as coming back, and then nothing since COVID. Like so, yeah, I don't. I know. would love to know who is still planning on coming back. Yeah, you know, you talked about the whole like Big Brother environment, and this is—it's actually you went a very, very different direction than what I was kind of thinking in my so head. What were you thinking? But but we'll get to that. But I, the whole Big Brother thing, thinking about this hotel that they're all at is like. It's like a dream, man. Like they are all it's staying like the together. The Jurassic Park book. They're in quarantine. They're they're literally all like together in this house. Like, and you see, we see. Um, sorry, I don't have us on the video here. I should probably put us back. Uh, you don't see like, or you see these videos of like Jeff and Sam like playing piano mm-hmm. together, and like you actually don't see much about Laura Dern being together with them outside of something we'll see in a second. But like. You know all these people because Universal booked out this hotel, um, and it, you know it's it's that actually we talked about that logo. Remember we talked about um, this is a, we should maybe bring that up too. We talked about that logo that was made out of like stone and like twigs okay, and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's at that yeah. hotel. That's where that is. And it wasn't yeah, a separate but- logo. It was the same logo that we you know multiple people were posting about. It was literally on this part of the land which I've seen from Google earth and, and it's right there. And it's, it's, you know, that was just a fun little thing. Like, so they've got all this stuff, uh, you know, I don't know. I can't imagine what that's like there. It's gotta be like a party, but like, are they all like just hanging out together at like the hotel bar? Like what's going on? What is happening? I just want to see like a camera in there. I bet at this stage, it's anything but a party. Like Ah, I feel like it was maybe fun and kind of interesting and new when they first started. But like, I guarantee like these people have probably not had anything but carry out and take out <laughs> yeah, for, maybe. you know, I don't know. The last, I mean, like that, it's, catered, a, it's like a very, like, very fancy hotel. So I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe it's got like a good restaurant attached to it. Yeah. It's all it's still, still room service, man. Like that still gets old after a while. It's you not know like, I definitely see Jeff Goldblum is like, it never gets old to him. He's just down there like, Oh yes, I'm still playing my keyboard. And then everybody else in the hotel is like, Jeff, come on, dude. I'm trying to sleep, man. Stop playing the keyboard. Yes, I'm fine. I'll sing with you. Yes, we are friends. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the actors aren't like in a standard hotel room. They're probably having groceries brought in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's probably not that big of a deal, but they are, unless they took their family with them, you know, they are separated from their families during this yeah. time there is no we- there Jeff's is no family weekend is there. jump you know there's no weekend jump home or whatever well yeah actually that's interesting you know you t- talking about precautions and stuff like that everybody is is isolating but chris pratt did have to jump back home uh because he had a a, a daughter uh, i think a, a new kid was born so you know despite having to stay in quarantine he also did go back there plus there was a point in time where they were supposed to go to Malta, but that never happened. Um, so like, mm-hmm. you know, other people, stunt doubles and stuff like that were performing out there anyway. Um, and plus there's been a lot of stuff coming out of there. We're not going to talk about the elite uh, set photos and stuff out of Malta today. Um, not really much to talk about anyway, but, um, you know, 
you interesting don't want looks. My opinion on that stuff. Interesting looks, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll check out some official stuff in a little bit. But all right, so going back to my original theory, not Big Brother, but um, <clears throat> let me bring up the uh, article again because I forgot what what it said. Um, all right, so there there are elements of the film of the film, okay, that whatever's in mm-hmm. the film that are apropos to the situation, right? Mm-hmm. What is the the situation is COVID nineteen, right? So we've got We've got a a, a global oh. pandemic happening, so there might be some situations in the script that are apropos to the situ- sensitive situation of things right now. That they're maybe trying to make it right for now and contributive and nourishing for right now. You know what I mean? Nourishing, trying to make maybe people feel a little bit better about situations. Um, so you think they were going to introduce something like the DX virus or something like that. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, man. I think so. I think that's what that means, right? Like, I think I think that they were introducing a virus, and it's something we have talked about before. You know, obviously, we brought it up because like, of... Like, are you thinking, like, Planet of the Apes kind of, like, thing? Yeah, I mean, that's what we've talked well, about that, before. That would not go over well. No, I know. Um, that's the thing. It's like... we First off, we talked about that as... Why would you do that... Planet of the Apes has been, you know, it, it literally oh, just done, right. you know, a few years ago. Why would you, you know, tread on that same ground? Despite the the history with the novel and all that, why would you do that? It doesn't seem like a good idea. So did they end up going that route anyway? Um, I don't know. Like the way that it sounds, Jeff is describing it as maybe something to help nourish you know the uh, situation a little bit so that makes me think you know in my eyes i'm kind of wondering if if maybe they're kind of going to present some hope for us all you know to kind of give some some like mm-hmm. relief and sense of of hope for the future in a way instead of making it like hey everybody dies you know and it's just dinosaurs or you know uh, you know are they going to make it a little bit more hopeful that you know somebody finds a cure for something and like everything's okay you know because honestly like it's weird but like back in 2018 you know we had the volcano movie right and that was that was a time period where volcanoes were pretty rampant in (laughs) hawaii i think right like there was a lot of volcanoes going off so it was a very sensitive i felt like situation they didn't change anything due to that but uh it was definitely like it felt weird you know due knowing that there are volcanoes literally active constantly in Hawaii at that period of time. Um, But nothing was changed. But now we're in a situation that's even, of of course, more dire, right? Um, Many, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are dying. Um, And I don't know, like what, what does this movie mean? Because we've talked about how this is a very packed movie already. And then you add in a potential virus. If that's the case, this is all very, um, uh, you know, uh, we're assuming I really things, but like this, man. Like, I know we said that. I know we said that we didn't want there to be like this global thing, like in Planet of the Apes, especially mm-hmm. the way, especially the way that Planet of the, the Apes did it. I thought it was actually really cool for its time, where it was like the oh, motion yeah. graphic at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't want that again. And now we're talking about other creators making dinosaurs, and what if? What if one of the strands of DNA they got 
let's say let's say they don't do the DX virus thing from the Lost World, which I don't know exactly how that played out. I don't remember that too well. Um, yeah. But what if it's as simple in storytelling as one of the strands of DNA to make one of these competitive dinosaurs was from an animal that actually died from a virus and like is now spreading this to the population or something. And, and that's how we, because we've always been saying like, well, how are we really going to get to like a Jurassic world? Because human technology right now could just wipe out these 15 or 20 dinosaurs that are, that are loose. Um, very interesting. I would, it would actually be really kind of sweet if it ended with, you know, and life will find a way. And it was basically about like human hope and like human survival and coming out of this. Okay. You know, um, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. That changes, that changes what they were going to do in the future. Big time though. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Or like, we'll learn to adapt or something. I don't, how does war of the world's end? Well, war maybe, of the world is the same thing. Well, but you know, at least yeah yeah the virus kills the aliens uh which you know what was it just bugs or something or what i forget (laughs) one of those it's it's just our it's just our world like they can't um but you know if maybe this is not a a human pandemic it was like um a dinosaur one or something so but but we they've talked about continuing the franchise so it's not like they were going to kill off all the dinosaurs here you know, because that was one of the worries, right, from the book, was that right. it would be, you know, the another extinction uh, event. But they're not. Why would they do another extinction event? <laughs> like they just did one in the last movie. Um, Wait, was that really I, a worry in the book? Like no one cared if the dinosaurs in the book died off. Well, sure. I mean, but that well, that was a, hero, that was one of the effects. Nothing. I guess your hero was someone who wanted them to die off. Sure. Yeah. But that was at least one of the the worries of the book. I guess was is this going to be something that kills off the dinosaurs um but i don't know man like i hope it's i hope it's hopeful i hope it makes everybody feel good hopefully colin's on to something i don't know i don't know what these script changes are like i don't know i think it i think this is the direction though i think i think it's involved somehow i don't know maybe biosyn is like a company that like says they have a, a cure or something like that. I could see that being a thing, you know, where Biosyn no. comes in as like the saviors, but like, imagine like Dr. Wu's the savior or something like that. He's the one who develops a something, whatever. Like I would like to see, you know, InGen or, or something like that have it's, it's day in the sun again, like to like, be something to look after or look up to. Um, Maybe I just, I guess I just never expected this movie to end on a happy note. Like not for mm-hmm. humans. You know what I'm saying? Like these movies are all about, these movies are all about like wonder and stuff, but we're going down a, we, we were heading down a path where it was not going to wind up good for us. You no, know what I'm saying? No. And so I wonder if, do you think they treat the dinosaurs as like a metaphor for like a virus? And so they have to figure out how to not do that again. Like, do you think the dinosaurs were like eight? Cause let's face it. Metaphors in these movies are not like, they're not subtle. You get what I'm saying? Like they're <laughs> no, very no. like hit yeah. you over the head. The dinosaurs are going to represent something. I yeah. wonder if the dinosaurs were originally intended to kind of represent our extermination and our, and our basically our virus, a natural thing that is coming to basically 
take over us. Mm-hmm. And if that's a problem, even if it's not directly a virus in the movie, like let like let's say there it's a metaphor for sure. nature reclaiming yeah. Earth and killing off a lot of humans, you know? Yeah, that that that's could really, be that's really insensitive. Right I mean, now. that's yeah, that's not anything new. Like that's what we've been discussing this entire time is the fact that like dinosaurs right. would come and and eventually spread across the globe. Um and that's what, you know, Malcolm Malcolm literally hinted at that, you know, last time around. Um yeah. but that is that is a good comparison of of like a global pandemic spreading around the globe, but instead that global pandemic is dinosaurs. Um and you know, how do you how do you compare dinosaurs to covid i think that's a good way to look at it not necessarily a literal virus but dinosaurs as a virus i guess could be the way yeah that's interesting and how do you do that and be sensitive about it when like you want this movie you universal wants this to be the first movie that you come out and see after covid and yeah. what are you going to tell them? You're going to tell them that the world is screwed and we're all like going to die. <laughs> no, you want to have some kind of hope in there, right? Like, yeah. you know, maybe we can coexist. Maybe we'll overcome this as humans, but then doesn't that defeat the purpose of what Jurassic world's story is? Well, I could definitely see maybe some script changes being a reaction to the reactions of what we've been going through this past several, several months. You know what I mean? So, so the way people have reacted to COVID, maybe they're writing that into the script to say like, well, we, the things that we've seen with this pandemic, like we've seen this check Mark, we've seen this check Mark and they'll put that into the script. So Mm -hmm. we get these little cut scenes of people reacting to things the way that we've just seen in real world and you can either yeah. agree or disagree whatever whatever you want but um right yeah i think that maybe that's i think you're onto something with the fact that this is just an allegory for what we've just all gone through or are still going through which is going to be really weird because i mean not geez it's really topical to bring it back to war of the worlds especially spielberg's iteration of war of the worlds was very mm-hmm. much a hey we just went through 9-11 we just went through us you know at that point when that movie came out and especially I would imagine we have a lot of younger listeners. Um, sure. That movie came out. Spielberg's iteration of that movie came out. I want to say within like three or four years of nine 11. Um, and it, man, that long ago. Yeah, dude, I really oh, don't man. think it was much after 2001. Um, but the sense of patriotism and mm-hmm. there's a scene with the, with the, with the sun that's very like, yeah, it's 2005. over the top. Like what? 2005. 2005. Yeah. Not yeah. too far so away. Like, yeah. We're, we're still in like, you know, 2005, we're still very much like, it's still a shocker thing at that point. Mm-hmm. But like you have that scene of the son who's like, he wants to go to war. Yeah. You know, going over that wanting, hill, like getting into yeah. battle. Yeah. Literally for, for joining those, the military. listeners who weren't around in 2001, which I would imagine at this point, we probably have a f- quite a few. Um, had to be Tom, right? Like the, the, I, yeah, Tom, <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom, let me talk to you directly. All right. No, it's like, <laughs> Before 9-11 happened, you didn't really see people who like – it wasn't like a, a thing to want to go to war. Mm-hmm. But like 9-11 rolls around and we have this like big burst of patriotism and wanting to defend our country. And it's like the son even says in that movie, they came after us. They came – like, and so it's very much like I'm going to go yeah. and exact revenge basically because they yeah. came for us. And so it would be really weird if like another – 
Spielberg, I mean, I'm going to say quote Spielberg, right? Because it's not really his directorial, but it would not be uncommon for an Amblin movie or would not be unheard of for an Amblin movie to, um, to allegory something that literally just happened. I think even Jaws, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen write up on Jaws where it talks about Jaws oh, yeah. as being this giant allegory for Vietnam, you know, mm-hmm. um, or right now, you know, <laughs> Well, or even right now, but like Jaws, like specifically, like the thing I read and people can, I've, I've had people make fun of me for this. Cause I don't, I actually see it. Like, and I like it and I like to find things like that in film, but like yeah. Jaws is like, you know, the people, they just want to have fun. And the man is like keeping them from having fun. And mm-hmm. the man is going to like go to war with this thing that's preventing the people from having fun. And like, sure. you know, so <laughs> you, you do have the kind of this, and I think even the scene where Quint describes his experience on the, Oh shoot. I don't know what it is. I'm being like really disrespectful by not knowing this, but Quint <laughs> talks about his experience on a boat that went down or something. And uh-huh. he talks about the, sh- the sharks like ate them and like, we're picking them off while they like were floating in the water. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but like that event really happened and there wasn't too much information about that situation Oof. until like when jaws came out that was the first time that like anybody like tackled what either did or could have happened uh-huh. while those people were basically stranded in the ocean so like people were nope. literally in theaters like yeah it's like super chilling right like people were in theaters because i didn't know that was a real thing because i'm like way beyond when that movie came out i wasn't even born when that movie came out right so no, yeah. when i watched that to me that whole movie is fiction sure but yeah same the situation that quint describes is like it is like a 9-11 it is something that that people in our military dealt with and he's telling this story and it's like dude that's a recent event man like and you're accounting this story whether or not it's fiction or real you're accounting this story in a theater where people are listening to it and it's horrifying yeah like it's a real thing so yeah i would say that if this if this touched on the virus that's definitely a possibility. Just like now, like this is blowing my mind. Like as I <laughs> as I go back through like, Spielberg's. Well, and that's the guy. Like he, I imagine if this is the case, like him and Colin probably sat down uh, or zoomed at one point and said, yeah. you know what, like we should adjust things to kind of adapt to the situation, right? Like we should. And Col- and you know, Stephen's like, you know, back in Jaws, I did this, and you know, yeah, back in I War should... of the Worlds, I did this. So like, let's do something clarify. similar. I'm really talking about Spielberg's like sci-fi stuff. Like it's quite obvious he's done things like, you know, uh, Schindler's List and oh, Saving Private Ryan. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy is definitely not but that's, afraid of That's on the history. nose. That's on the nose, of course. Like we're talking right. about like under the surface, you know, when like you have to yeah. look at Grant plugging in a or tra- tying a seatbelt and then f- figuring out what that means. You know, what does that mean? Yeah, stuff like that. You know, Jurassic is, is known for that kind of thing where – you know it me it's subtle like it doesn't really seem anything visually but when you look under the surface you're like oh wow that is actually kind of poignant that doesn't mean a lot Wait, but what, you know i guess i never really thought about it but is is the seatbelt the first the first sign of something not being right well i mean is it just is, is the seatbelt the first like they didn't pay attention to detail no, I don't, you know, that's an interesting way to look at it. I don't think I've ever I viewed it that really way. Understood it. I guess I never really understood it. Like, oh, this guy's, he's, he's funny. But when you really pick that, when you really pick that apart, this is the first time on this expedition that mm-hmm. something 
InGen just didn't quite pay attention enough to detail. <laughs> you know, I've never, I've, I've, I've wondered about the situation as far as like, why couldn't he find the right pieces? Everybody else probably plugged their stuff in fine, right? Like, so why is he dealing with two of the same parts? And I think that, you know, obviously that's in my mind, that's the allegory for the rest of the movie is how do these dinosaurs breed? Well, it doesn't matter. Life finds a way. Let me tie the seatbelt. You know, that's what it means. Oh, snap, dude. But the you're looking at it a different way, and I think that's actually pretty interesting, too. It's, like, it's the first part, like, the first, like, sign that, like, we should have got off the helicopter. Like, this – why am I tying my seatbelt up in the air right now or whenever, wherever it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. But um, – yeah, these movies are very well known for the fact that there's a lot under the surface. And that's, you know, a lot of people just dismiss Jurassic World for being flashy and and blah, blah, blah. All this, like, you know, corporate it's stuff. It's not, and man. There's Jurassic a lot World, under the surface. I feel like Jurassic World is actually, like, not even trying to hide it. It's basically like, True. hey, our world has a problem with – our world has a problem with uh, – corporate sponsorship and and <laughs> being involved in your cell phones and self-involvement and like yeah. jurassic world doesn't try to hide it jurassic world very much is like hey this is what a dinosaur zoo would be like it's gonna have mm-hmm. the verizon wireless logo slapped on yeah that's that's always such know. a such an interesting you know depiction because you're like well you're you're commentating on corporate sponsorships but it also is one so like what is this like are you commentating on it or is it just a sponsorship? I don't know. Um, but I, you know, people just don't give Jurassic World and, and these movies enough credit. Uh, they think that Jurassic Park is like beautiful with everything that it's done under the surface. But I think Jurassic oh, whoa, whoa, World whoa, whoa, whoa. has a lot. Because it is. Yes, That's yes, not. of course. No denying that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, that they they put Jurassic Park on a pedestal for those things and forget that Jurassic World also has those things. Um, so yeah. – Speaking to you directly, Mike Hill. Um, but uh, yeah, so let me actually, I want to go back to that article also because there was another sentence that we should maybe look at real quick. Um, sure. So uh, it's really big, by the way. Yeah, dude. I know. I'm like super into this topic. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum also did say uh, as, as far as like his principles in the movie, mm-hmm. as it happens, there are things my character talks about and has always talked about, like the fragility of our species, the global cooperation that's needed to unite us in trust and connectiveness as a family and to do the right thing by ourselves and this glorious planet. It. As you can imagine, those are uh, now more relevant than ever. So, oh, what a what a beautiful man! Yeah. So you know exactly. That's that's a lot of what we've been saying is like, you know, that hope and and power for you know the future to be okay and stuff like that. So, right. You know, he he's 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 talked especially in Fallen Kingdom. Right. He was he was very negative. Everything was very negative. Um, but I right. could. But see you don't him... want Ian to be negative constantly. Like no that's the thing about Ian is that he, and I guess grant to an extent grants a little more on the nose with it, but like Ian recognizes Malcolm recognizes the, the power he, he gets the, the effort it took Mm -hmm. and he, he understands, but he's like, he's more like, I understand this is wonderful, but yeah, (laughs) his thing is always uh. the next step of his thing is always the next step of like, I get it. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I'm inspired by this. This is amazing yeah. to me, but this is a real problem. <laughs> you know, uh, so you don't want yeah. him to be completely jaded. Like that's not fun. 
No, no. So I, yeah, I imagine that you know a lot of these characters will be hopeful, but I, I, I have hope that Ian will too. That would be nice to see, you know, him instead of instead of being that guy that's just like no, no, no in Fallen Kingdom to be the guy that's like let's figure this out. Let's not just let right. You know what we did last time didn't work. We need to figure out a way to make this work this time. Let's not just um, pile on top and complain about the problem. Let's actually figure out a solution. Yeah, mm, yeah, sounds very. Uh, Apropos. So let's move on to we're still we're still in the <laughs> Jurassic World Dominion chat. This is going to be a long portion of the uh, the the video portions on our our YouTube. YouTube. But uh, <laughs> so we also do have some set pictures. So let's take a look at some quick um, set pictures here. So first sure. off, we have uh, the trio, the big three. You got Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum all in their voting attire, registered to vote now. If you guys yep. haven't registered to vote, of course. Um, but like, voting aside, I, I was I was like I, I sat there and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that this is our first look at the at the big three. It's you know I I'm I'm, I'm liking that this was this was our first big our our first look at them like our first look at the new big three. But I. I'm shocked that this is it. I was expecting, you know, something more in tune with, um, you know, a a character shot or something like that, a a set photo with the three of them hugging or something like that. But here we are. We have this uh, voting picture, but it's it's nice to see them. It's really nice to see them together. To me, why we can't? (laughs) So at one point we saw, at one point we saw Sam Neill with a beard, Uh, and now you can't tell if he's got the beard. (laughs) I know. This is actually, I'm I'm quite bothered by this. Yeah, does he have the beard in the movie? I, I think need he, him to yeah, have I think the beard he does. in the movie, man. I, I think he does because they were filming. You know, even if he doesn't have a beard right here, they were filming prior to this or whenever this was. I don't know whenever this was taken, but like those this videos with taken at any time. Yeah, that's true. The, the The videos with him and Jeff, he had a beard, right? So. I think everything's yeah. fine. I think beard wise, I think everything's fine. Um, right, so, as long as that's what we take away from all of this, he's got to have yeah. the beard. I I was I was surprised to see that this was our first big reveal, but it is impactful. It's an impactful moment in our lives and stuff. So it's a good it's a good reveal for us. But um, I definitely still want to see that T Rex foot with the three of them. Like I want to see something Jurassic related with the three of them. But the the reveals yeah. spoiled already so it's already been done but um i would definitely like you know a character photo as well because this is not a character photo um unless they're voting maybe they're maybe they're voting on dinosaur stuff i don't know i don't think but uh you know you never know (laughs) yeah i don't know i think yeah i don't know this actually didn't dawn on me as being the first time we saw them together since shooting, but I guess you're right. We haven't seen a photo of like the big three. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I guess I didn't even think of this as being, I guess even that it's so weird. Like I didn't even think of that. Like it wasn't even, that didn't even like dawn on me, I guess because we've already seen the two guys together like so many times. I feel like, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. True. And, and, and like, this isn't even the first time in the last like, five years we've seen gold bloom and sam neill together they were together on in thor so like mm-hmm. 
I, I get, I don't know. I just didn't even dawn on me. Wow. Like good, <laughs> good catch, man. Well, like, that's, it, that's what I mean. Like I expected that first reveal to be a, a character shot. So we, you know, a, accompanied with an article from the Hollywood reporter or variety, you know, one of those type of websites, you know, with a nice yeah. written thing about their characters and what they're going to go through, that kind of good stuff. But um, no, so that's, you know, I'm sure that will come at some point probably. But here we are. This is our, our first look at the three of them in what may be their style and vibe. You know, I Sam don't... Neill looks, you know, he looks the same pretty much. Laura Dern looks the same pretty much. And Jeff looks, he looks slightly different. Uh, you know, the Ian Malcolm style is a little bit different, certainly more different yeah. than Fallen Kingdom because he has no beard now. So Malcolm in Fallen Kingdom had the beard, but uh, not uh, not Dominion Malcolm. Because they're going to give us the beard on Sam Neill. That's why. Yeah, um, too, too many beards in one place, I guess, is not a good thing. That's why this, <laughs> that's why this stream other, stinks. Are we next to each other on YouTube? <laughs> um, you know what? I'm almost wondering, like, I don't think I want a photo of just the three characters. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's actually kind of, I think that's actually a little disrespectful to like uh, Chris Pratt and Claire who, okay. like, I get it. These three are the three that we reminisce about mm -hmm. since we were kids being in the, like the same movie together again. But sure. There's been four or five, four movies between that one and this one. Like, and Claire and Owen are more constant characters, I feel like, at this point than these three. Like, I guess it's weird. Well, like, when I think about Jurassic, I, oh my gosh, it's working. I think I feel, I think I think about Claire and Owen more than I think <laughs> about these three being together. Wow. I wow. think their marketing is working on me. Well, I mean, honestly, yeah, because the only time you saw them together was the first movie. The, not, no other time, you know? And, and, they're, and they're not always together in the first movie. Like, no, no. They separate, they separate within the first hour. Mm -hmm. And then and, – so it's just like – it's not like it's not like Star Wars where <laughs> – Luke Han and Leia. Know, like, where, where those three are like together. They're like they're on an adventure together for two solid hours. These three are together on set – for 10 15 minutes and yeah are they they're in separate no they're in the same car together so you're talking but, like so basically they're in the same car until the <laughs> triceratops so they're in the same car for 40 you know, minutes or they're in the same for 40 minutes there they probably have i would i would venture to guess that they have more screen time together in jurassic park than han luke and leia period in no any, in any of the movies no way Dude, they're barely together. Like, I think there's this big misconception of them all being together. Yeah. We don't think have about time it. for you to tell me about New Hope, but... <laughs> they picked her up at the Death Star, you know, uh, uh, jail, right? And then they yeah. flew to the base, and that was it. Then they were never together anymore. They had, they had their little moment on the Death Star. They had their He's little moment the on the thing. Death Star. <laughs> and then where they're not together in um, Empire. Right. For a little bit. There's like one little scene in the base, right? When when Luke's like healing up and stuff like that. But they separate after that. And yeah. then in uh, the last movie, they're, they're sort of together on the way to Endor, right? I guess, I think. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. And I guess they're together on the 
the skip I just want to in the beginning the of the movie. Of Michael Scott, why are you the way that you are, Brad? <laughs> but that's the why? thing is like when these new movies, this new Star Wars started coming out, everybody's like, "Where? Why are they not together?" That's what Star Wars is, and it's like it's not really. I mean, yeah, they had a bunch of scenes together, but like. I mean- it's not, yeah. it's not what Star Wars really is. I wanted to see them all together, of course. And I think that is probably a mistake of the new movies just to not have had them all together mm-hmm. at once. But um, but I think maybe Colin would learn from that and be like, you know what? I think I think everybody in Star Wars was a little mad. So let's put all these guys together. And at least we know that you right. said before they're in a room, at least for a portion of this movie. Okay, so, space. so let, me, let me backtrack then, right? Like, I, I do think that the marketing is working on me a little bit where I yeah, don't necessarily yeah, yeah. solely associate these people as Jurassic. But at the same time, like I want to see a cast photo of the three with Owen and Claire. Okay. Like I want, I want the three to become the five. If, if that hmm. does yeah. that, I think, I think they maybe like that, that clarifies my stance. Like I don't yeah. want it to be the three and Owen and Claire. I want it to be the five. And I think, I- yeah, I imagine the six, honestly. I think Mace, Macy has six? to be in there. I think she has to be in there at this point because Macy's the future, you know? I think she's probably got to be the future of this franchise in a way. I don't know. I don't think so, man. No, you don't think don't... so? Well, that's a different, completely different topic. <laughs> Should we? That's I mean... the topic today. Macy, the future of the franchise or no? This is um, also the Big Brother podcast. <laughs> but it's like, but, do you get, but I don't know. Like, I I hope I'm being clear. Like, it's not that I want to. No, I get you. Set. Like, I want yeah. it to be like. I, I just want it, I want the three to become the five, and I want people mm-hmm. to think of these five characters as synonymous with Jurassic, and not necessarily like two franchises that are like oil and water. If that yeah. makes sense, you know. Well, it's kind of crazy that Ian Malcolm is is the king of this universe. You know, he's know been he's in it so many. Them. he's been in most of them you know like the most out of mm-hmm. anybody so uh that's pretty interesting um i mean i like by two minutes though yeah of course you know that that <laughs> fallen kingdom runtime is is very minimal fallen but kingdom is what you're <laughs> is what you're using to edge out sam neil but it's you know it counts you know there wasn't a two there was a two minute moment for Ellie in, in Jurassic Park three I guess you could say like her her Jurassic Park three days were very minimal like what did she film for one day like I don't what know what a what a waste Laura yeah. Dern deserves so much better for sure I mean she was the hero I guess of the of the movie right so um, her and Mark. <laughs> Yes, Mark. It, nobody I, wants to hear that Mark was the hero of of, of a Jurassic movie. <laughs> I got no, I got no beef with Mark. I don't want, I don't want her to be broken up from Mark in this. No, movie. me, me like, neither. That cannot happen. Do not make that happen. No. If you did, that's a very sensitive situation right now. So please change the script. <laughs> I mean, I got nothing. I got no beef with Charlie either. If Charlie, <laughs> yeah, for if, sure. If, if she's like hanging out at home and like, you know, Charlie's home from college or something, I got no. And whatever, whoever the baby is. I don't know the baby's name. Was there a name? Well, I don't think so. Yeah. In dress part three. Yeah. It's Charlie. No, there was another one. There was Charlie and a baby. (laughs) (laughs) What's the baby's name? Who's the baby now? Is it, is it Claire? I don't (laughs) know. Oh, it's Owen. That's the big reveal. That's the big reveal. You never know. You never know. Could be. I don't. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. But oh my um... god, what if he's like? What if Owen's like? 
mom and then like the camera whip pans <laughs> over and it's and it's ellie oh yeah. no <laughs> no i don't know that, that's not how last names work but... <laughs> that made me laugh too hard <clears throat> in the middle it, of taking in the middle of taking a almost... drink of water Oh man, we almost <laughs> almost killed Brad. This almost became literally my podcast officially. Whew. Spitting water on my floor. That's great. So cool. Oh, all right. Let's move on to the next picture. We got. The <laughs> it's a set picture here from um, a snowy mountaintop. Yeah. So this back on this snowy mountaintop. This um, this image was, um, I believe, from the Hollywood Reporter. They put together an article. You know, mm-hmm. about COVID again. This seems to happen every month or so. It's like, let's put out an article that shows that, you know, these productions, whether it's Jurassic or other productions, are doing the right thing. Uh, and this was another one of those articles. And they always reveal like a nice little tidbit. You know, I think you guys talk, did you guys talk about the compi and, and stuff last time around? Yeah, yeah, we talked um, about the compi. Um, but I feel like you and I might have gone over this in a spoiler section maybe at one point. So I guess now we can officially talk about it. Sure. But we knew that this snowy thing was part of, we knew this mountain thing was part of uh, the movie. Like you and I, at least based on looking at like leaked photos or something, but, um, and we've seen Maisie, I want to say like in a, in a snow situation. Yeah. And that those have been like officially released too. like Colin, I I believe is the one who released those. Um, but the other ones were definitely like, I don't know if they were like, like aerial shots. shots. That, yeah, something yeah. like of this set specifically mm-hmm. um, with this like, you know, there's like a break right here in the ice. Uh, you've got like a mountaintop back there. Um, and this is actually something that you can like pretty much see from the road outside of Pinewood. So this is at Pinewood Studios. Um, okay. So pretty cool. Pretty cool set. Um any any indication on why this clapper thing is so huge? <laughs> Have any uh, uh, any kind of insight onto that? Me no, I've seen it before. Like this is not the first movie I've seen a giant clapper and a big slate like this. Yeah. Um, is it yeah, maybe? I don't know. Is it maybe like a a far out shot or something like that that they need a bigger thing to catch uh, like the eye of the the camera um, oh maybe um, like i said this is this would not be the first time i've seen a giant a giant yeah. one like and, and not not like because of work or anything but just like i've seen other behind the scenes where they have especially like the the clapper that's by itself that doesn't have the slate you know attached to it at the bottom like i've i've seen this somewhere else i don't know where sure um but yeah not yeah, too much I mean, to looks, say about this real man it looks it looks good oh yeah i mean it looks really good um it honestly reminds me of like those wonderful backdrops that are a part of like islands of adventure with like uh there's there's a nice backdrop behind the kong skull island and it's 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 not snowy and stuff like that but it kind of gives off that like faded like in the distance view of like a mountaintop and that's kind of what you got here um and you know not we're not going to go into detail really about what else is here because there are other elements that I have seen um, <clears throat> a part of this environment right here. You know, maybe you're literally right oh, to the oh, right oh, of that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We won't yeah there's there. literally yeah. something right to the right of this guy that, that, that you know, could play into yeah. it. Um, but, um, 
Yeah, I think I think it's interesting, and it's it's a nice confirmation to you know to see that the snow is continuing, and um, I'm just interested to see how much you know they they fact like the snow factors into this movie. I think uh, I'm excited to see snow. Um, when when was this shot? Six seven. So is that that's probably a UK thingy, right? So they're it's pro- is it maybe seven six? Like it's honestly like it's a July sixth, or do you think it's actually? Wait, is that a date? June. Is that a date? Yeah, it's a date. Six, seven, twenty. So is that like, was this taken back in June or is this a July thing? Because I, I don't know what this is. This was shot in the UK, so I don't know if they're using those UK dates. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, weird, that, weird that they wait. Weren't they on hiatus for both June and July? Oh no! You no, actually, yeah. This might be like one of those first day things. I think it was the beginning of July was when they came back. So this has got to be July sixth, is what this is, right? That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Um, Maybe you know the using, schedule better than I do, man. So yeah, like, I know. think it was. I'd honestly think like right around July six. This might be honestly the first shot of of coming back or something like that. Maybe the article right. said so. I don't remember, but. Um, but uh, yeah, very cool. I, I love the way it looks. Everything looks pretty cool. Um, yeah. uh, Brad, so if you go to the next image of the guy with the clapper, mm-hmm. it says fifteen seven, so July 15th. There 20. you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, this is definitely like beginning of July, mid-July uh, photography, um, you know, showing showing these this crew with their – precautions and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. And going back to that last picture, you do see the three guys there. They all have their masks on. Um, yep. And then the, the next shot, the guy literally has the face visor and the mask as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know if he's expecting some spit takes here or something, but uh, you know, like I just did off to the side of the camera expecting like right. something like that. Um, but uh, yeah. So do you, do you get anything? Cause like the, the first image, it's just like a snowy mountain peak, but like, do you get anything from what's happening here? No, I think, well, so for me, this second image of the guy with the visor, like I like yeah. this color palette more. And like this, this feels more like what I want to see in a Jurassic movie, warm colors and like, kind of like adventure style boxes and stuff. But it's, it's just enough of a departure from what we've seen already to like feel comfortable and like feel like I'm kind of like, you know, home, like in an an adventure movie, Mm -hmm. the one in the snow, I'm, I'm good. If this is like the first 15 minutes of the movie and then we (laughs) leave the snow. Um, I, I just don't know. It's just going to feel weird if a bunch of dinosaurs are running around this Arctic tundra. I don't know. I don't know why that would feel weird to me. Like, you know. Well, because we haven't gotten it, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, watching the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. And then you have that like one episode where Harrison Ford is actually in the show and he's like 40 something with a beard and talking about guys with beards, you know, and he plays a saxophone. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but like it's like the one episode. <laughs> it's like the one episode where Harrison Ford was a part of it. And it's like showing like him like playing his saxophone. And then he remembers back to his saxophone playing days in the past. And you know, it's it's Indiana Jones in the snow, and you're like, oh my god, I've never seen that before. That's amazing. Uh, so I feel yeah. like that's what this this will be like. It's something that we're very in, very much not familiar with. Um, 
we get little little hints of things that could be in the snow in in Camp Cretaceous and uh, other stuff. So, you know, um, I don't know if that plays into the at all, but. Um, but you know, you you mentioned the palette and and the way the the color looks and everything. Yeah, this is going to be such an interesting movie as far as the way it looks because, you know, we saw those shots of Maisie in the snow and it was so mm-hmm. so drab and so like just depressing looking. And then you have these vivid like, you know, ruin esque type shots and and you know the you know we've seen a lot of shooting around malta and that's going to be beautiful like it's going to be very beautiful um and then you have you know there's greenery shots and there's other there's other sequences so this is going to be a very siri stop it um this is going to be a very drastic like difference of of scene to scene i'm very interested to see what this movie looks like because the sampling that we have so far is kind of hard to read like what kind of movie this is going to be you know what i'm you know what i'm excited for and i don't know why i never really thought of this but when colin was like you know oh we're moving away from the jungle i was like bummed mm-hmm. but some of my favorite movies and i mean we're talking about star wars right like star wars is a good example george lucas was very he was very adamant i want to visit three different places every film mm-hmm. you know yeah. and i think i think the james bond series does it really well yeah. Where you're in multiple environments, it's globe trotting. Uncharted, which is like my favorite video game franchise of all time, yeah, you're yeah. easily in three different locations throughout the, those games. Like, oh, if yeah. Jurassic becomes that, I have like no problem with that. That's awesome to me. Um, so this this would be the first one that deviates from this like rigid color palette of like yeah. Green. green you know what i'm saying yeah that's it it's just the greenery yeah. it's like you were saying about the jurassic world colors and uh you know just all that vibe like this vibe what is this vibe you know it's woods and then it's yeah then it's snow then it's you know a, a, a wonderful looking like seaside town you know ancient so i have no idea what this movie is going to look like but you're right i think you're right about like the james bond style like this is that's a good comparison, I think, because it feels like you a do have Bond. That. Like that's what I'm getting from both these images. I can see yeah. these in a Bond film, and I think that's a nice carryover from Fallen Kingdom because you have that that moment in in the Lockwood, you know, estate where like he's he literally is Indiana Jones, Jason Bourne, like punching Owens, punching people, yeah. doing all that stuff, and it kind of would translate well into whatever this ends up being if it is a globe trotting adventure. Um, and you know, there was always those rumors that. Uh, Chris Pratt would one day be Indiana Jones. So bringing it back to Indiana Jones, um, they're, you know, they, they had, they mocked it up and he looked really good in the hat and the, in the jacket or whatever, the shirt. So, you know, this could be his, his vehicle for that instead of going to Indiana Jones. So, um, that's awesome. That's something new. You get like Owen Grady as derivative as he is, as I've said a million times, as derivative (laughs) as he is of a combo of Alan Grant and Robert Muldoon, he, he is a new character in the franchise. Like we've never had that character mm-hmm. in these movies, that adventurer. Um, sure. You, you know, that adventurer punch him, right. Run and gun kind of guy. We, we've, we see elements of that character in a lot of the other characters, but never, we've never had that as like Jurassic doesn't really have action characters until you get to Owen Grady, even, yeah, even Nick Van yeah. Owen, which was kind of supposed to go into that. Nick Van Owen doesn't even come close to what Owen Grady is. So kind of cool. 
kind of cool. No, not at all. You know, honestly, it, it, does this have vibes of like the the Mummy reboot that they did? You know, a few few years I, back, like like the, with that talk, that like. Let's not talk about it. Let's <laughs> look, man. Why are you I bring like, the Mummy reboot into I, it? Well, because I'm moving on to to uh, the next the next topic here, which is Jake Johnson. So um, he was in the Mummy reboot. That's why I kind of went that way. Uh, and <laughs> you know, we we had um conversations a while back about you know him potentially not being involved in dominion uh you know he was right. you know you mentioned omar c and and uh you know what's his deal and then recently we heard about jake johnson maybe not coming back due to scheduling issues um right. with his tv show stump town um season two was scheduled to to go into production and stuff like that and unfortunately for Jake, I guess it, it kind of looks like Stumptown got canceled. So, um, you know, you're seeing that a lot right now with shows. It's like it's not canceled because it was bad or because people didn't enjoy it. Stuff's getting canceled because they literally can't do it or it's costing them too much money to film this style of show. Or, you know, you look at all these produ- uh, production issues that, you know, Jurassic has already run into many issues um, and all the precautions that are they're putting into place. It's not really that affordable for a small TV show to do. So they're getting canceled left and right. Look at the shows that Disney Plus is moving forward with this year. Mm -hmm. Um, They just dropped a Mandalorian trailer. And we know that Mandalorian is basically virtual production with Unreal Engine. You know what I'm saying? So that's literally shot on a soundstage. A lot of it can probably be shot close set. Um, Unbelievable, by the way. Yeah. Oh God, I cannot wait. Um, that could be the future of have, Jurassic, dude. Did, like that's that's what? the that's how you do a Jurassic TV live action show. Yeah, a hundred percent. You don't need yeah. anything. You just need a circle and some screens. You know, like amazing. Yeah, it it was fantastic. Um, and then you have they're moving forward with come. You know, it says coming soon. There's no date, but they're moving forward with um. WandaVision, which is like an old school three camera sitcom, yeah, like style. I, th- I think so, that is coming in December, though. Um, they I think they did put a date on that somewhere. Oh, did they? I mean, still yeah. like coming in December, like that means that they that means that during COVID they were basically pushing forward, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so like, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like that those are the kind of TV shows that are going to last. I was, I was talking with a friend and it's like the, he seems to think that a big, we're going to see a big uptick in animation, animated, animated films over the next couple of years, because all those people are mm-hmm. easier to work from home. Sure, you know, sure. your, yeah. your biggest problem is getting the recording done, but I can't really see how that's all that difficult. Like you put the guy, the you put the actor in a booth and you clean yeah. it down a lot when they're done. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, you can do that. Yeah. But like recording yeah. is not that difficult. A lot of VO stuff happens at the person's house in a closet or in a hotel room, like wherever they are. I- I've seen that happen a lot. So, um, you know, uh, I, I listened to, uh, I listened to office ladies. And when this went down, this pandemic, uh, is it earwolf that they work with? Earwolf came out and installed recording booths in their homes. They they gave them recording equipment. Yeah, yeah. You know, and for anybody that doesn't know, know like the way Earwolf works is like people go in and they record at the studio like eight episode chunks 
like they do like eight episodes a day and then they're done like they sure. just work a day for like every three or four months right yeah and uh so what and what ended up happening was that earwolf like gave them equipment and that put earwolf out earwolf was because now you know um i i don't I, i'm sorry i'm like forgetting jenna fisher and angela kinsey like yeah, they might have they might rent that equipment one day every two months, but now they have that equipment at their home all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, podcast recording is nowhere near as intricate as VO recording. What do you but... mean, man? This is very difficult for me. Come on, <laughs> you, you, you should see the very scientific <laughs> setup I have with my camera on uh, headphones box. Yeah, um, and, you can spit and my bit all over the equipment here and on a chair. <laughs> um. But I'm just saying, like, I don't really see why VO, especially as the world kind of starts to figure out how to open back up, I think VO is actually very realistic to get back to, you know? Sure. Yeah, may, uh, that's why I think Camp Cretaceous could be a big thing for the future of the franchise. You know, it's like, if we can't do other things, let's do this a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that that's just my point is uh, showing, you know, Jake Johnson here is, you know, his show was canceled, unfortunately, for him. Uh, you know, that's that's a bummer. Uh, but it does, I guess, make him available, right? Like it potentially could I mean, make him available for Dominion and to reprise whatever that small portion. Like, Because it, it didn't really seem like it was going to be anything big. What, whatever he no, had mentioned previously. Yeah. yeah, he had mentioned something like he's like, yeah, we got this real cool nugget of an idea, uh, you know, for a way to come back into the fold. And he was joking about like, being some like crazy guy or something. I forget what it was, but um, yeah, this, this at least opens him up to being able to potentially reprise it. No confirmations. I'm not confirming anything. No real news I'd like here, but back. like I've said a million yeah. times, he's one of my favorite characters, like in the entire series. And I think it's yeah. simply because he's written to be the fan of the franchise. Um, and I think, I think he portrayed, he portrayed all my feelings of Jurassic world. I thought very well, in that movie. And so sure, I, yeah. I've said a million times, I would have, I would take him over Franklin any day. That's not any insult <laughs> to the actor of Franklin. I just, it didn't make any sense for that swap to happen to me. I was like, this yeah. seems, this act seems more jarring than it just seems more jarring to me. Yeah. Um, than anything. Uh, so I'd like to see him back. And if, if it's a cameo now and that opens the door up later, like, to me, I feel like this could be a Jake Johnson franchise as much as it could be a Chris Pratt franchise. Like, you know, wow. I'd, I'd love for him wow. to return in future movies as the main character, even like I'm, I'm down with that. Dude, that would be awesome. Like, I've never really considered that, but you know, I think Jake Johnson is amazing. Like he is so darn funny in new girl. Yeah. Like new girl, I think is one of my f- favorite comedies. <laughs> I, and it is- I think. My the best line he delivers, I think, in the entire thing. He's like, I'm rich. He's like, fill my gas tank all the way rich. And I'm like, <laughs> oh man, I know that feeling all too well. Yeah, it's like, let me get ten dollars, like or five, maybe. Like, yeah. So yeah. he he is so funny in that show. And you know, we we joked about the mummy a little bit, but I think like, you know, he did a serviceable actually, job in that. And in the mummy. He, he, he got he mummy. got in really good really good shape in that movie. Like impressive yeah. shape so like he went from playing nick miller who's this like schlub of a guy like you know just drinking beers all the time to a military kind of guy that's like ripped so yeah it's he's capable of doing it sure he wasn't really that guy he was like mid progression in jurassic world just like normal dude um but uh yeah you could see maybe he was working out in the meantime so i let's give him a, a vehicle for the franchise i'd like that yeah i'm I'd totally like 
<laughs> I would love it. I would love it if he was a leading <laughs> character in those movies. Like that. Yeah. That'd be phenomenal. I'd be that'd totally be down with it. Yeah. Let's, you know, the, the new era of Jurassic films, let's make it happen. Exactly. So I think that wraps up our Jurassic world dominion discussion, which was outrageously long. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to our next topic which is jurassic world aftermath um a new vr yeah. vehicle here for jurassic uh world uh with the oculus brand uh yeah i don't know why too much about it, vr but why you, you might look so cheap okay let's let's sorry yeah, let's... i'm just gonna like barrel into this why does it yeah. look <clears throat> not great i you know i take umbrage with that in a way um <laughs> i made it no i'm kidding i didn't make it um i just i think that qu- the quality represented on screen which you know maybe i'll uh let's see if we can get a picture of it on here for people it's like a weird um, self-shaded thing okay is, so, yeah. so let, me, let me back up okay ilm ilm like the wrapped we've seen this like the there was a jurassic world vr thing i think part of it even exists like you can that you can be a part of um i think it's like it's like blue or something like you're following like blue's journey after jurassic world or something yeah and it's it looks as photo real as they possibly could get the dave and busters ride thing is as photo real as you can possibly get in vr the Oculus Quest is not an an inex. It's not PlayStation VR. It's not four hundred dollars. Isn't the Oculus Quest like really expensive? Uh, well, let's uh, scroll down to the like, bottom of this page. I believe it might have a price somewhere. To me, like two, this two ninety nine. It's around. It's around the same as the PlayStation. It's around VR, the same as the PSVR. Okay, yeah. fine. But like to me, this doesn't represent what Jurassic has been in VR. Like the whole point of Jurassic. Hold on, I kind of have to like, I kind of have to think about what I'm saying here because, like, as a growing up, Jurassic was about showing you real dinosaurs, right? Okay. And the video games never looked real, I guess. So I don't. It's just super weird to me. This doesn't represent the effort they've put into putting Jurassic World into VR. This seemed like I watched this and I was like, okay, cash grab. Like, I mean, I don't know. Huh. Am I am I way off base? Am I just being for the person out there on Twitter who told me that I don't like anything, am I just reinforcing <laughs> that? Am I just reinforcing that? that? That wasn't my other accounts, I swear. Who said that? That's hilarious. <laughs> I like things. Oh, Maybe man. Not episode, but I like things. Look, I think I'm actually kind of into this visual style. I think it looks kind of cool. Um and I'll tell Dude, you why in a second. It doesn't, um, look as good. it doesn't even look as good as the Telltale game. Like, no, it's it's different. You know, it's and it was like for me back in uh, I don't even know two thousand or something. Like, no, it was a little bit two thousand three maybe. Um, you know, after playing two uh, Legend of Zelda games, you had the the 3D Legend of Zelda games back on N64, right? Um, sure. I thought they were beautiful. You know, at the time, of course, I think they still are, but. You know, they, they were immersive and, and beautiful. And then, like, a few years later, the, uh, on GameCube, uh, I believe, right, they release Wind Waker, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. And it it, it took this cell shaded 
style. It yeah. was very, very artistically like different than anything they've done before. And I was like, oh, that's a that's a bummer. That's a step down. That looks really bad. Um, but I, I end up loving that game so much. And honestly, shooting to today, um, I've been, you know, looking for stuff to do while in, in quarantine. And I, I, I've, I've heard about this game for a very, very long time. Um, and it's been out for a few years now. And I'd actually hope, hope you've gotten a chance to play it. Um, have you played Firewatch? No, I haven't played Firewatch. Okay. Pick up Firewatch, man. So Firewatch uh, do you know anything about it at all, or or no? Yeah, yeah, I know that the, I know the ending is kind of divisive. I know it's like a, you're basically well, learning the story <laughs> of this guy, and you're going to like his personal, exactly, his like, you know, his personal strife or or whatever. It's it's strife? a very yeah yeah that works. It's it's a very very simplistic game, um, but it it tells a very, very emotional story. Um, and it connects you with a few simple questions in the beginning of the game to kind of set you on this path with this guy. And it's very, it's very simple. Like you literally just like walk a a, a certain direction and, and it's all very linear. Um, and then, you know, you have like a few places to go, not a lot of places to go. And visually it looks very, very similar to what we're seeing. I think at least in this, uh, uh, aftermath game and i thought yeah. that firewatch was visually and it, there's a quote on the website as visually striking as its unique premise um and i think it was really really visually striking i played it on the switch um and i just had a blast it's a, a very simple gameplay like the telltale game is where you just like pick an option or choose to say yeah. something or not say something um but you tell your own story and i think it's visually very very cool and um so to me it kind of lends it to that and maybe this is just hitting me at the right time because i i just recently finished playing this game um and i think i don't know if this is in vr at all this this game at all the firewatch but um it would work perfectly for that i think but um i don't know if it is either hmm. i don't i don't know if it is but um so so like i said maybe this is hitting me at the right time where i just finished playing that game a little while back and uh, it hit home for me, and it was very emotionally impacting and stuff like that. So when I look at uh, you know Jurassic World Aftermath, I'm like, oh, it really looks like that that visual style. Um, I'm gonna try to see if I can bring up the trailer a little bit here. I, it's probably not gonna play, but I mean, I've got um, like I, sh- I should. I'm I'm making the generalization. I'm basically I'm basically combining style with quality, and that's not really fair to the developers. Um, it's obviously stylized. It's ob- but it's like it's really it's like super low poly it looks. Mm-hmm. All I guess all what I'm saying is is like this just doesn't feel representative of what Jurassic has put in this medium before and I just don't feel like this excites me to like want to go out and buy a quest to experience this. Now, the real conundrum though is Are you still there? I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. There you go. Sorry. Like major issues over here. The real conundrum for me is like, this is actually a game I want. I want this, you know, run around yeah. survivalist Jurassic game. I just, I wish it was a different style. I know that's really unfair to say, but that's just that, me. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I understand it. I, you know, it's kind of like that a little bit like the argument of, um, 
you know, does something like Camp Cretaceous matter in your own canon? You know, technically it is canon and right. stuff, but like a lot of people have struggles with uh, transferring, you know, an animated something to live action. You know, does this all? I mean, exist? I don't have that. I don't have that problem at all. No, it's just, to me, like I just am like, well, wait, but this this seems like Camp Cretaceous doesn't seem like a step down. It seems like a an iteration. I for me, it feels like a step down, which I don't know why it feels that way to well, me. Well, I, don't I know. guess you you know you do, you kind of expressed it perfectly before with the fact that um you know previously uh there have been iterations of vr and it was like there was the the one with uh the apatosaurus right that you just like Mm -hmm. got a glimpse of an apatosaurus or something and then the other one was that that jurassic world blue or whatever and and it was like a few episodes or something um now i i didn't get to experience the blue thing i've I've seen it you know videos of it or whatever on youtube or right. somewhere um Same. but uh you know those weren't interactive at all is this is i would assume this is interactive right you're actually playing this right i guess so I, the quest has controllers it's not like the it's not like the go like a go or anything um yeah. now what i would love i don't know if you've ever had the chance to do the I don't know what the equivalent would be, but like we've got like the you go and you do the VR and like you walk around and like so like my oh, wife and yeah, I went yeah. and did one with where we were Ghostbusters oh, and man they strap the pack through you they strap the pack to you and you have your laser gun and you are literally open world walking around a studio and yeah. they've got props that it it's really funny like how weird VR is man like I don't like heights. And there's a moment uh, in Ghostbusters where you are high up, and <laughs> I looked oh, yeah. at the. I, I'm, it's like, oh, you're gonna walk out the, the, the this ledge of the building, and I, nope, lift up my visor, and it's just a dude like with like a spray can of like mist like spraying you, and there's like fans, yeah, like, fans like, blowing on you, and like it totally breaks the illusion. I looked at that dude, and he looked at me like, oh, you baby <laughs> i know like, I was like dude i am not walking out on that ledge and it, it, it was cartoony like that was the crazy thing this ghostbuster uh-huh. thing wasn't photo real either it was okay. it was cartoony very similar to this but that that level of fe- i guess that i mean if i'm saying this ghostbuster one can induce fear in me that it's animated like why wouldn't this induce the same feelings you know i think it should i mean it you know it's still stuff jumping out at you um and going back to your thought on the uh vr it's um the uh what is that called um oh man i'm blanking on what what the name of it is um but they had one down in um uh disney springs uh let me let me google this um what the heck is that called that place uh completely blanking on the name of it i I love the thing but um Everybody's like, I know what it's you're this talking thing. About. It's this thing. Um, but anyway, they had it, a uh, 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 what do you call it? A Star Wars one, and it, that mm-hmm. was photo real. It, it felt like you were literally there with those characters. Um, and and there were moments like you're talking about with uh, you know edges and and cliffs and stuff where you're like, oh my god. And I did have that. Oh, it's called the Void. Um, but um, right, yep, it was the same it. thing for Ghostbusters. But um, I had that moment too, where all of a sudden our our sets stopped working, 
and I pull it off and there's just like people just standing in there and it's like super awkward. You're like, just a moment ago, yeah. I was like, my arms were wandering all over the place, like, like, like an idiot. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, there's just a dude like, yeah, you just give me the thing. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's this Reset guy it. who's, who, you know, he's going to go home to his apartment later that night and just hang out. Yeah. So I, I'm excited for this. And honestly, this is the kind of experience that I'm looking forward to because We've talked about it plenty here before, the, the Jurassic gaming and what we're, what I kind of am looking for at least. I'm not looking for something that's like a, a, shooter, a shooter where you're like trying to destroy dinosaurs. I don't right. know why it looks like this dude's wearing some like power gloves or something like that. But like I like the idea of like it's you versus the dinosaur and that's about it. And it's like how do I escape this situation? Obviously the yep. aftermath of Jurassic World. So – this could be concurrent with, you know, events in Camp Cretaceous, which is kind of cool too. Um, does this factor into Camp Cretaceous in some way in the future? That would be interesting to find out. Um, we don't know much about it really. Uh, let's see what these say on the website here because if it's the if it's the yeah. aftermath, dude, there's more than there's more than blue in this game. So well, I don't even know who is in this game. It just says Velociraptors. So, yeah, so I mean, like by the end of Jurassic World, there's only one Velociraptor. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I would just like Universal to stick to a story instead of being like, well, you know, that's not canon and soft and this and whatever other type of yeah. firm firmness of canon there may be. I don't know. But I, I just <laughs> I just want real. I just want real, and that's all I want. And visually, I don't care. I don't care what it looks like. I just want it to be real. And the the multiple Velociraptor thing kind of scares me because it might lead to not being canon. Um, it does say Jurassic World Aftermath is a, suspense, a suspenseful survival VR adventure with ferocious raptors. Can't read. Um, Jaw-dropping immersion. You just crash-landed onto Isla Nublar, and Velociraptors are stalking your every move. Your only path to safety is to think quickly and move fast. I like that a lot. I think that's cool. Um, you just crash landed. Is this like a is this like a a rescue mission for <laughs> Camp Cretaceous? I know I keep bringing that up, but like it, it probably has nothing digging, to do with. I think you're digging too far, man. I think you want this thing to be something that it's look, not. I want everything to be connected, but like. What, what like what is it? What why did why did they crash land? That's just what I want to know. Um, I think I think this was a dinosaur VR game that someone at Universal got wind of and was like, yeah, hey, use our license, and it ended up <laughs> being a Jurassic World game because, huh. dude, it just it just the the multiple Raptors already. That's not. That's not we. That's not a thing. Like you know, I, yeah, but neither was Nasutoceratops. No, neither was Nasutoceratops, and now it is. Neither was that adult Allosaurus, but now it is. And the the Cynoceratops being on the island, all of a sudden, it's a thing. But and, wait, wait, wait. Why? Why was Nasutoceratops and adult Allosaurus not a thing? Because where, of, because where did we ever see them prior to that moment? Like, I mean, you the. Don't the need to see- you don't need to see anything in Jurassic World to like know that it could exist later. But so, Jurassic World explicitly says like it, those are the raptors. 
the four that you see in the movie are the four raptors they have on the island. Sure, they told you they were. <laughs> Dude, that's that that's how this true. franchise this that's how this franchise apparently works now is that they told right. you something so therefore it is until it's not you know like it's yeah. you know uh, so i i would not be surprised if other raptors ever show up um oh actually here's some more information I, this has been on the screen for a little bit but it says uh it's two years after the fall of jurassic world so this is way at, hopefully way after camp cretaceous i don't want those kids laying around for two years um so this is before oh, like spoilers I, well spoilers you know sorry i'm just saying i don't know what's gonna happen in camp cretaceous but i don't spoilers. want this show to linger on for multiple years um i this is like a year before, right? Uh, uh, Fallen Kingdom. Uh, the mm-hmm. mission recover valuable valuable research materials from an abandoned research facility. Your only hope of escape is to get the confidential information before the Velociraptors get you. Okay. Um. So this is interesting. That's that's kind of a good amount of information right there. Uh, outwit, uh-huh. outwit deadly prehistoric hunters. To survive, you'll need to explore the research facilities, solve puzzles, find ways to outsmart the ferocious velociraptors that are stalking your every move, all in fully immersive VR. Um, and lastly here, eye-popping visuals. Vibrant cell-shaded visuals enhance the intensity and the thrills. The result is an immersive Jurassic World experience designed to exclusive or designed exclusively for virtual reality. Um so yeah, man, I think uh I think that's interesting and I hope this is canonical in some way cuz that's a, that's an interesting story honestly. Like who is this mission uh surrounding? Like is it uh they're surround they're trying to recover valuable research materials. At this point in the Jurassic World timeline, right? We we've mm-hmm. already recovered the Indominus Rex bones because those were recovered weeks to months after Jurassic world. That beginning of fallen kingdom was weeks to months later. Um, and it's funny, this debate came up recent, like literally this past week, as far as like when that took place and people are still very confused because it's not explicitly explicitly stated ever outside of an interview on sci-fi wire.com. So, you know, we've been trying to tell people that. And I actually had to go back. I'm like, I know we talked about it. If it's not in the movies, then why do we consider it anything? Like I'm, well, I'm very much like the, the website and the DPG and the Mizrani stuff is like, as far as I'm willing to possibly move outside of like an outside source telling me, what is going on in these films? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, oh, I got you, man. Like, I I understand, but like, and I am I am totally in agreement there. I don't really like to take, and we've talked about this many times. I don't like to take in tweets or interview stuff. I really don't. Right. Um. So on the surface, when you watch that film, it makes sense to me, like that this could be three years later. That introduction to to Fallen Kingdom. But at the same time, you're like, well, they they had to steal this stuff, and then they had to create the Indoraptor. So, did they just instantaneously create the Indoraptor? Maybe. I mean, it's not it's not impossible, but maybe there was some time there where they had to create the sequence for this, you know, this dinosaur. I don't know. But um, hmm. so I I'm willing to consider the fact that this was weeks to months, just because it's such an odd thing. You know, like, why 
why did they say that in an interview that this was weeks to months later? So this, whatever this is, is two years after that. So hmm. what are they trying to get? Who's trying to get something? Because this is just before Fallen Kingdom in terms of the full movie, like the rest of the movie. Um, so is this well, some sort of like Biosyn uh, or some other company? I, yeah. And that's what I had this discussion with you. So I finished Camp Cretaceous. I won't go into spoilers, but I, the, the first thing I wrote to you is like, really? Like this? And <laughs> uh, you yeah. were like, oh, yeah. There's like a whole line of them trying to get – it's not just Biosyn. And so it's like it, it's like you could just be another person trying to steal tech from a a – a dead Jurassic world. You know what I'm saying? Like you could be working for one of a million genetics companies trying to steal something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Very strange, man. Very strange. Like. I, I I like, I'm interested in a story though. Honestly, I think think you're flipping me, man. I went, I didn't (laughs) like this at first. And now I think you've got me like really curious about it. The problem is it's on a device. I'm never going to buy. I know. I know. That's my problem too, dude. I I don't think I'm ever going to get a PlayStation VR for me to even really consider it. Cause I'm, I don't have a PSVR, but I have a PlayStation. I'm in that ecosystem. I'm not looking for another ecosystem. You know, so even though I don't think PSVR is like necessarily the top quality place to play a VR game, mm-hmm. that's just going to be the one that I end up getting because that's that's where I'm at. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, did you did you do your pre-orders for for PlayStation Five at this point? I, I did. Did you do your pre-order for PlayStation Five? No, no, no. I, I don't know. We'll I, see I if when. I we'll see if I keep it. I'm debating because. Th- and this is a whole side tangent, but it, it seems like there's going to be <laughs> fewer games exclusive to the five than originally told. So hmm. like uh, Horizon's not that, an exclusive. Is this because of that deal that just happened with um, Xbox or, or no? No, no, no. This is just that like when they announced the PlayStation 5, they showed like Horizon 2 and they showed oh, Spider-Man okay. Miles Morales and they showed all these games and then come to find out those aren't exclusive to PlayStation 5. They're just exclusive to PlayStation so they're going to be on the four. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah that's my, my biggest, problem too. My biggest fear, my biggest fear is that I boot this thing up for in Canada. It's like seven hundred bucks. My biggest fear is like I boot this thing up for like six hundred dollars and I turn on Fortnite. You get what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Like, I'm gonna be like, well, what am I gonna get? I'm gonna get the Miles Morales, or but I still haven't played Spider Man. I haven't, I haven't played Spider Man. So like. Do I get PS5 and then buy Spider Man as well and then play that first and then play like so? It's, I mean, yeah, but yeah, but the but... games are also seventy dollars on you know PlayStation Five, so it's like I can get the game cheaper on PS4, play through it there, it'll look fine, you know. I know, but ten dollars, ten dollars, man, to go towards developers, like I'm okay sure, with sure, it. Sure, 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 sure. That's that's fair. Um, but yeah, I don't. I I still have a, a lot of stuff to play on PS4. That's why I hesitated a little bit. Um, so yeah, eventually I'll get there. I'll definitely get there. Cause that's my ecosystem as well. So getting Oculus, you know, for, th- you know, this one here, it says for uh, quest two is the, uh, two ninety nine one. And then the, I, I'm assuming the game is also on the rift S which is three ninety nine Cause they're both at the bottom of that page. Yeah. So it's interesting, man. And I think like the story is pretty interesting to me. Like, I really want to know, like I said, why is there 
other raptors? Like, is that going to be something explored in the future? Is this canonical? Who's well, it's been explored this in the future and then was made soft canon, and it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome, and then we were told that this doesn't really matter. <laughs> what a bummer, man. Like, that's that's something that is just really annoying. And that's what, like, this could also be. And I think a lot of the worry was with Camp Cretaceous is, like, is it going to be real? Is it going to matter? Um I don't want to take in I things that I don't, don't like, We shouldn't use the phrase it doesn't matter because honestly, like I, I feel like, like especially because when they brought us out there, they were, one, they were all just like super nice to us. And that show is, mm-hmm. that show is top quality Jurassic. So like I say, when we say it doesn't matter, like I feel like we're kind of like talking down to that project. That project is <laughs> phenomenal. That live that's tour. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I just mean canonically speaking, like live right. tour, you know, has been officially stated as not mattering canonically. It's it's soft canon, but to me, it's real. Like there's nothing in that that says it's not real. You know, we're actually going to touch base on this in the Camp Cretaceous talk. So like sure. maybe we, maybe we try getting there as quickly as we can <laughs> before I forget. <laughs> sure. All right. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited to learn more. I hope I get the chance to play it someday. Um, but uh, yeah, aftermath. It looks kind of cool to me, and I feel like I'm the only one who's like on board with this. So. I don't know. I've heard a lot of downsides you, to this. You've 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 turned me, man. Like <laughs> I'm willing to give this a shot if okay. I ever get an Oculus Quest or it comes to something I play on, you know. <laughs> yeah, let's hope it does. Let's hope it comes somewhere where we can actually play it. Those compies are really cute, dude. I want to see more of those baby comp not babies, but just the compies. There's compies like in the website and in the trailer, I believe, or something. Somewhere, oh, okay. some, some I, I missed the I missed the compies. Ah. Uh, but who knows? But uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic, and that is uh, Camp Cretaceous. I have no notes here for this. I just figured the two of us would kind of discuss the show and just Convene. talk about, yeah, just talk about our thoughts and and uh, you know what we thought. And uh, you know, I've put my words out there endlessly already. Um, so. What what did you think? Uh, I know we always differ on opinions. Uh, oh, not always. Yeah, but we a do. lot of times. A lot of times we differ. Maybe I can talk you into it. I don't know. What were your thoughts? No, no, no. <laughs> My thoughts are one. How dare they? How dare they take? How dare they take credit for? Hold on. Spoilers for Camp Cretaceous and Jurassic World live tour. Stop yeah. listening if you're sensitive about spoilers for either one of these things, okay? Just sure. go away. You're not we love you, but you're not welcome in this conversation if you are sensitive <laughs> about spoilers for these two things. <laughs> oh, man. Camp Cretaceous and live tour, all right? Okay. How dare they take the bioluminescent and yeah. make it and and market it as they're the first ones to do it? How dare they? They put out that image yeah. and it wound up, I think, I think Outpost was the guys that broke that. And in my group of, in our group of Jurassic friends, people were like, oh, bioluminescent dinosaurs. That's so cool. We've yeah. never seen. Ah, yes, we have seen it before. And <laughs> oh, it was made soft cannon. <laughs> so, Dude, I was just as how, frustrated. How dare yeah. they take, how dare they make that, that soft cannon and then strip mine it for ideas. Mm-hmm. that's like that's gross to me um i really don't yeah. like it you know it it's a shame uh, and 
the thing that I, the way that I described it was, you know, we got we got this moment in Jurassic World live tour a very very different a, dif- a different way, but we got a very similar I, moment. Both. I beautiful. think these dinosaurs make more sense to me. Like I think the Parasaurolophus makes more sense. Like just, but that's just me. Like, sure. Yeah. I mean, vis- they're visually striking. The way that the you know the iridescent like color is just painted down their backs and up the yeah. the horn or whatever that is you know yeah um it, it's very beautiful on them uh in the live tour it was a stegosaurus uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, i think a mother and and a, a baby and that like that was a very impactful moment in that show it, it it's worked in similar ways while they're mm-hmm. both super impactful, the music is is impressive in both of those situations. But honestly, I gotta say, I I, I was bummed that there was no no insight into why. You know, they they literally had nothing to say about why this is outside of, oh, I guess uh, I guess Doctor Wu was messing around with them genes. See, I don't even like that. Like, I'm very and. Uh, I I very much don't like this idea that Wu is just making like random animals, like random traits. Like, you know, this goes back to our conversation of how real is Jurassic Park, right? And the intent of Jurassic Park is to say, these are real dinosaurs. We have made dinosaurs to the most real that we possibly could. Mm -hmm. And when you get to Jurassic World... And I know people that would highly disagree with me on this. Jurassic World's Wu is a do what I want and get away with it guy. Yeah. He does what he wants and gets away with it because loose sci-fi science. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So like Yeah, yeah. I I actually buy I buy just like in Jurassic Park, we learn that the Dilophosaurus had venom, right? Wu didn't create that. Wu didn't make that up and insert that gene into this dinosaur for entertainment value. We learned that Dilophosaurus had venom sacs, right? Yeah. It's like and we now know. In, that's you know. What we now know. Yeah. And in the in the book, it was it was the same thing. And it was even then they're like, we can't even find the venom sacs because we can't get close enough to the animal. Like you won't let us kill one of the animals. <laughs> to like figure it out yeah like so they can't even biopsy one of these things and so i feel like by the time you get to jurassic world it's well we can do whatever we want because we're we're splicing dna Mm -hmm. and to me the dinosaurs in jurassic the dinosaurs of jurassic world are no different than fantastical dragon animals they're not they're (laughs) not dinosaurs at this point they're just they're just fantastical things that look like dinosaurs that we know of and so yeah what I liked, what I was okay with them not giving insight was that I didn't really love the insight they gave in live tour of for a parade. See, I like, love that. I loved that moment. That I, was, that was, I was totally to down me. with that moment being like, Oh, this animal has this in it. Like mm-hmm. this is like a, this is like a, a mating thing that we didn't know about, you know, until we created uh-huh. this animal. And so, when I see the Parasaurolophus and I'm like, oh, the Parasaurolophus, it's a very sweet looking animal. It doesn't look very dangerous. It's got that it's got that horn on it, which I can imagine in like the animal world is is probably like a good sign of like a mate. Like if the horn is like a good size horn. Or, <laughs> all right. We're going to sidestep that. Um, but <laughs> um, 
I think bioluminescence <laughs> of that kind of adds to it, like a uh-huh. like a peacock, like having like a beautiful feather pattern or something. Yeah. Um. So I was actually kind of like okay with a with Camp Cretaceous allowing me to connect those dots, even if they're not dots that should be connected. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. I mean... Overall. No, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. No, just uh, touching on that that moment in the live tour. I that's the moment I liked more than them just saying, "Oh, it must have been Wu messing around." Um, I I love the fact that like it was connected to something. Oh, sure. You know that doc that Mizrani was, you know, messing around with the had Doctor Wu messing around with the DNA to create these for a nighttime parade because it gives insight into the the theme park, and that's that's my so, wait, connection saying- to this universe. You know, in Camp Cretaceous, did they just say that Wu was messing around? Yeah, they just said he he must have been, you know, fooling around with the DNA so, or whatever. Just to satiate the guy who says I don't like anything, I'm very like lukewarm on Camp Cretaceous. Like, I it was fine. Like it was, <laughs> it was the quality level that I expected. Okay. Um, it did nothing I thought to further the story of anything other than itself. Um, I. I enjoyed it. I watched all six episodes in one night. Um, I well, you, you missed I, the last very, two. That's why you don't like it. What you must have missed the last two. If that if that's what you did, that's why you don't like it. There's two more episodes. Oh, I'm sorry. I watched all of them. <laughs> Whatever. I watched all eight then. <laughs> um, it it's not that I don't like it. I just. <laughs> I watched it. I was like, well, this doesn't advance any story for me. Like this doesn't fit. It it didn't fill in any blanks. Like, Hmm. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm coming like down off Jurassic world. Like it's just, it's just not the same anymore as when I was a kid. And I can't expect that. That's not, that's on me, you know? Sure. Um, Yeah. I can understand that. I know there, there's, there, there seems to be a distinction, you know, a lot of times there's not a, I mean, there's a lot of people that are on board with both, you know, but there, there's also a huge part of the fan base that is, I'm Jurassic Park or I'm Jurassic World. So there, there there's a lot of that as well. So yeah, I, and like, I can understand. I, like, I want to be both. Like I, like I, like I was just saying not an hour ago, I want, <laughs> yeah. I want the three to become the five. Like I want, I want that to be the case, but it's like, how many times can you drive home to me that Wu is like a villain? Like, I get it. He's a villain. And yeah, part of my disbelief in that is it's very hard for me to see. Um, it, it's very hard for me to see BD Wong as a bad guy. Like <laughs> when I, when I so see well, him in like though. Dominion, I'm like, that's not Wu from Jurassic Park. This is like some weird version of Wu that's like trying to be the book. Woo, I don't know, man. So like I don't know. Falling or <laughs> Camp Cretaceous, I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh-huh. I will probably never watch it again. Oh. But that doesn't mean yeah. it doesn't have great moments or scenes that I enjoyed. Like I really uh-huh. dug I really dug the dinosaur corral thing. I dug the Carnotaurus and the tunnels thing. Um I loved Darius, like until he leaves his friend for dead. Uh, I was on board with oh. Darius. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean that, that, that's an interesting moment. They, you know, I never really looked at it as they left him for dead. I guess like they jumped, they cut, they're like, they're like, we have to go. 
Yeah, they're for like, other reasons. Go look? They're like, should we go look for Adam Goldberg? And they're like, no, we have to go. <laughs> um, sorry, that guy, that kid's voice is like super iconic to me, and so like yeah, it's just Adam it does, Goldberg. It me. does sound like that, yeah. Um, well, it is. It's that actor for sure. True, true. Um, yes, but it's not like he even tried to like disguise it. It's just like. This is just the same thing, the same guy. Well, it's Adam, you know? it's Adam Goldberg, but like over the top. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was really off put by the hand sanitizer. Like I was really off put by the hand sanitizer. <laughs> was it too hitting too home, too close to home here? No, it just didn't look. Uh, it's a PG show, man. It just doesn't look good. All right. <laughs> oh man. Um. Well, we were just, just talking about VR, man. We were just talking about VR. What did you think about this? This intro to the to the show dude you want to talk about you want to talk about a moment where i am psyched beyond all belief and then have that excitement just ripped away from me <laughs> it's when dude i was like yes like they're gonna bring sorna into the mix and then i noticed like something being kind of weird with like you kept seeing the hands and i was uh, like oh yeah. no this is like a vr thing isn't it like this isn't real and yeah. then sure enough he like ripped it off and i was like oh no um thought it was i don't know I, there's a video game there's a jurassic world video game out there it's it's kind of weird that that whole explanation is like jurassic world oh, no. produced a video game where you could potentially get ripped apart by dinosaurs also you could win a trip to go to the island i think that's pretty f- like i love that i love the moment i thought that was awesome i love the willy yeah. wonka-esque ready player one-esque version of like heading yeah. to the island but like it, the reasoning of like having people die in a video game with dinosaurs that's made by Mizrani, i'm like what why would you make that video game that you want bo- people like, to come to your island all the things a lot of things that didn't bother me. Like, I man, I'm sounding really negative. And the problem is, like, I know we have animators that listen to this show, and like, I don't think the show was bad. I enjoyed the show. I watched it all. <laughs> I I think the next time I watch it will probably be when season two comes out. I'll just like binge them all again. Oh, okay. Um, but like, so here's my thing. I actually I dig the concept of there being a Jurassic World video game that takes place on Sorna because I like this concept that like. Um, Arjun, who who does the radio shows here, he'll say his argument is like Sorna is supposed to be a big secret. Why would you make a video game about Sorna? Mm-hmm. But by the time you get to Lost World, Sorna is no longer a secret. Yeah, and so I feel like dinosaurs are dangerous. There's no no one's pretending they're not. You know what I'm saying? Like Mizrani doesn't pretend that raptors aren't dangerous. And, and no one's pretending that the dinosaurs, you know, the T-Rex isn't dangerous. It's why the T-Rex isn't behind invisible electric fences instead of a concrete barrier, right? Um, so I think it's cool that Jurassic World, like, is using its history to, like, make this, like, alternate reality video game. But at the same time, like, Claire has a very, like big problem with that history and exploiting that history. Yeah. Granted, yeah. she's one employee, um, and then I also thought it was weird that the game has never been beaten. Like <laughs> legit gamers can't even beat this thing, Darius. So you think you're going to be able to do it? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, well, wait, why would you design a game that can't be beaten? That doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, I just like um, the idea that he's such a nerd that he like, he read, he probably read a book by Dr. Alan Grant that talked about, you know, 
uh, resonating chambers and stuff like that and yeah. you had this knowledge like so i can i can plausibly see that you know like it would work um but yeah it is it is kind of odd that like nobody could beat this game except Dude, for <laughs> i was but you you can't even imagine the first thing i see is a sorna map i was like well, i was like this is the greatest thing to ever come to Netflix. <laughs> Honestly, it was very confusing that moment to me. Do you have any insight into this? Because I was confused. I should have asked the producers, but I forgot. Um, so it says, like, it's obviously a picture of Sorna, but then it's like the guy is like, it's Nublar. We're on Nublar or something and blah, blah, blah. I forget exactly what the dialogue is. Um, well, but the uh, dialogue matters. The dialogue matters. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, Let me see if my notes say. Um, but he, I, yeah, I don't know what he says, but he mentions Nublar. Um, I don't have it. Uh, can we? Can I bring it up here somewhere? Let's see. Um, I'm on a hotspot now, so you might have me, better luck. Let me see uh, if I can uh, bring up some audio here. Am I signed in to my account? Um, anyway, whatever it was while I'm bringing up, it, it was very confusing to me because I'm like, oh, well, that, that was just a picture of Sorna. But like the guy just mentioned Nublar. What? Why is that? What's happening here? Like, oh, this is some Hello, other Baker. music. I don't know what this is. Hold on. Let me mute this for a second. Um, oh, I'm not signed in. All right. So here we go. I'm on. I'm on the show. Well, this I don't know what this is. Episode two. How do I get out of this? Uh, episode one. Go back. How do I do this? clinical trial results play like i said i've only seen this show once and i thought it was i thought it was good fun like for right. watching it one time yeah um i'm gonna bring up some closed captioning here so i can see that as well um, and maybe and like just while you're doing that but like maybe over time i'll appreciate it more as like the story unfolds you get what i'm saying like i don't necessarily i don't necessarily love iron man 2 but when I watch all the Marvel movies, I'm like happy to go to it because there's there's nuggets and morsels of information in there, you know, that that get utilized um, yeah. later down the road. Um, so maybe that maybe this just kind of suffers from that. Maybe as a whole, they obviously have a plan because what a baller way to end that that season. <laughs> like, hold on, let's listen. Let's listen in real quick. I got it right here. Here's a sound. Okay, can you hear it? It should be coming through. So, all right, so we got Nublar. Nublar 1. We've got Nublar Hostiles one. in immediate pursuit. So why, why is Nublar reaching out about some issue on Sorna with two guys on Sorna. Jurassic we, One, we Jurassic in the draft one. community assume that these two islands are like two separate things. They're not, which is this goes back to the argument about where does this box come from in this on this set, right? Like Nublar and Sorna are you can get to them by plane probably within 30 to 40 minutes. So like it's not impossible to think that like Muldoon it's not impossible to think that Muldoon worked on Sorna a good chunk of his time. You get what I'm saying? Like, Oh yeah. No, I don't, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I was just thrown off with the fact that this guy's like, Hey, this is Isla Nubar base. I'm calling. I'm calling about some, some two lost dudes 
on Sorna. Like I, I was just, I was, okay. I was very confused right off the bat because like I, I reacted like you. I'm like, oh man, Sorna, that's amazing. But then this voiceover is like, this is Nublar base. I'm like, wait, what? Why did? Why would you say that's Nublar? What? What? Like I'm just confused. Like I don't understand why Nublar base is calling about this. So I was just confused. So then, do we not know where the game takes place? Does the game take place on Sorna or Nublar? Well, it does. It takes place on Sorna because you have the two blips on the radar that show the two humans on Sorna. Um, but does but the like, what does the map say? Does the map say Sorna or does the map say Nublar? No, it doesn't say anything. It's just a bunch of gibberish. You know that you know they. Oh actually, yeah, yeah, the, the weird right, scroll. Yeah, stuff. so <sighs> radars trilling, so just, beeping, Jurassic static. One, Jurassic One, come in. Base. Over. So who who is Jurassic One? So Nublar Base is calling Jurassic One. So I would assume that's the a, a, a helicopter maybe on the way over or something. No, Jurassic Nublar Base to Nublar Base to Jurassic One. Jurassic One is is he not the the? Isn't it the guy that Darius is following? <laughs> so here's the problem, man. This is the opening <laughs> sequence. There's no yep. way. There's no way that this sequence in specific wasn't vetted by everyone involved. Like, yeah, you would think Trevorrow saw this. Everyone in everyone important saw this opening shot. Mm-hmm. No, not you would think, man. I guarantee this. I guarantee this sequence was poured over <laughs> more than a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. So they knew what they were doing. So we do. We need to find out what this is and like what this represents. And I think it just basically just, I think it just boils down to the fact that we're learning that Nublar and Sorna are more intertwined than we as fans like to believe. Um, again, I'm, I'm of the thought that had Alan and Ellie not been there to, to hold the baby Raptor in Jurassic park. I'm of the belief that that baby Raptor would have hatched and been shipped off to Sorna to, be raised up a little bit and then shipped back to Nublar when it was of age. Maybe, maybe, you know, and we learned from bumpy that you become of age in a, in a matter of hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just think like from the start now guaranteed, I mean, this thing is like still, it's still like number three on, on Netflix. So it's, it's pretty popular. It definitely deserves its spot. I I shouldn't be taking away from it the way I am. No, no, no. I'm just saying like, it's popular. So a lot of people are watching this nobody cares about this moment it's just us like it's just the hardcore like the jurassic nerds you know it's just us so that's why i'm questioning this like i need a clarification as to who is where if it could very well be very easy to explain but i have not heard it yet so please explain has universal not yet learned the second you introduce a map (laughs) people are going to question everything like yeah yeah i uh i loved um I don't know if I saw it today. It might have been today as, as of this recording. But uh, Stephen Ray Morris p- must have had a conversation with Clayton Fioriti. Uh, is it still up? Uh, I don't see it. Oh, no. It was um, something about um... – oh, it's gone. It was like um, I want in in this show the kids to go into some base and like into some like – computer and mess up one of the maps and just drag 
the 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 lagoon somewhere else <laughs> just 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 as like a little gag that we're all like okay explained you know very easily in season two the kids are like let me just let me just mess with this map and somebody's just messing with something and that's why mills has like a wrong map and sends it off like accidentally hits send. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I credit to them. I, I forget who exactly said it, but um, it was between Stephen and Clayton, and I was cracking up. That was too too funny. Um, That's great, actually. Yeah, yeah, I love that that theory. Um, and I hope that happens in season two. Um, but yeah, so beyond that that initial sequence, you're you're struggling a little bit. You're you're having a little bit of an issue, uh, but you like it overall. Um, but you didn't, you didn't find anything too, like earth shattering. You didn't find anything that connects to the larger universe or anything like that. You didn't see anything for you. I don't think so. Like I like, dude, honestly, man, I, I had to pull up an episode synopsis. Cause like I'm, to me, it's just a big blur of Jurassic. Um, yeah. I mean, do you have something that like, I would go, Oh yeah, duh. Like I, well- I think there was a lot in in the second episode. Um, you know, they that was the episode where they went to the um, the lab to see Doctor Wu. Um, okay, woo woo. I, I like <laughs> Dave. Shout out to Dave. Um, you know, the little little mention of like Siberian mammoth remains. That's like a really cool little tidbit that like you know confirms. Mm stuff from you know uh website material from Israni global about you know opening up siberian a uh, siberian location i remember when i went to um uh, new york for a press day for jurassic world live tour they were like talking about tossing around different locations you know how they ended up with a chilean uh was it it was chile yeah it was like chile i think they had a, a base engine had a base out in chile right um, yeah, that was where one of the scenes took place, but they were tossing around like ideas of a snow based location in Siberia. So this idea is, has been kicked around for so long now to finally have like Siberian mammoth remains. It connects that dot of like a potential base out there. It doesn't really go too, too people, much. These are for people that want to take Jurassic park and expand it. So, all right. The franchise, the movie, is called Jurassic Park. Well, people already want to pick apart the fact that these animals are <laughs> – most of the animals in that movie are not from the Jurassic period, sure, right? yeah. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, I am not comfortable taking – I've never been comfortable taking Jurassic okay. Park and expanding beyond dinosaurs. Hmm. Um, Bummer. Only because I'm like, well, then where do you draw the line? Like how close do we get to modern day animals that you can be like, oh, this manatee that went extinct 20 years ago, we brought it back and we're putting it in a special park. Like I'm like, well, that's noble, but that's not really the point. Well, so like I don't even like when the video game, the uh, the phone game introduced the Siberian, the Siberian portion and the ice portion. I was like, done. I'm good. Like I was into that. I like that moment. I thought that was fun. I don't I don't like (laughs) breaching past dinosaurs so when it comes to the but when it comes to like the toys and stuff are you cool with it because like some of my favorite toys are like dimetrodon and like you know stuff like that that we see we don't see in the films have been so lumped into like like dinosaurs that like i don't distinguish them but like if there was a mammoth toy it's a guarantee pass for me like it's Hmm. not happening even the like the lycanopes or whatever that little like furry rat thing 
that they did for the series two that Kenner did. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It looks like a tiger, yeah, but yeah. it's, it's not, I think it's like a small, I think it's like actually like a big rat kind of thing huh. from what I remember seeing on discovery channel. I don't remember, but like, I'm not into that. I have that figure because it's, it's a Jurassic park figure. It's a Kenner one. Mm. But like if, if Mattel were to come out and do something like that, I wouldn't, I'd pass. Like that's an easy pass for me. Um, cause oh, I want man. them to be dinosaurs. I don't want to move into mammoth and saber tooth tigers and, and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would definitely like them to touch on that. I think it would be interesting to have a passing moment where like, you know, in Dominion or something, you just get a glimpse of somebody trying to recreate a mammoth or a saber tooth tiger or something like that. I think that would be cool. It doesn't have to play into like factor into anything. I just think that's a nice little nod and could be fun. Um, but that's that's yeah, about as I far mean, as that goes, you know, I just I, I, it's even like I have a little bit of beef with Maisie it's like but why like yeah that's the next really step, need, you know need to be this I love that you know? I I think it's so Crichton you know to expand on all these different routes like I think that's really cool I don't know I love that man <laughs> yeah, I don't know um um so okay we else? go to the genetics lab I thought that was I thought that was neat it was it was fun um wondering you know why it's so easy for children to just get lost in this lab uh <laughs> Oh, they you know, get story. lost. Like they, it, it. Honestly, it shows again how inept like Jurassic is as a as anything. You know, from Jurassic Park right. all the way to now, it literally just shows how like nothing matters. You know, there is no right. uh, no reasoning. They just are terrible at what they do. And and in this case, it's like we have six kids coming to the island. Let's give them two counselors. They're good counselors. There's nothing wrong with them as counselors, but like. They just let them like they let the two kids just like shovel dinosaur poop on their own in the middle of the jungle. There's no watching over these kids whatsoever any at any time. <laughs> and the, it's right. like they're like they're like, hmm, should the two of us leave the kids? Just guys stay here after multiple incidents have already happened. Should we both go and find Claire? Let's do it. Let's go. Well, let's start. So <laughs> let's start with. So the first two episodes, the first episode is the raptor pen incident, right? Yeah. That was awesome. Like that was, that was super cool. Um, I really dug this idea that like he fell in there and then like, wasn't like immediately attacked. Like I dug this idea that the Raptors were plotting to get him. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it wasn't just like he was rushed the second he fell in, um, or like the Raptor was waiting for him to fall in or something. Like I really, I really dug that. I dug that there was a moment that he fell in there and he was safe for a solid two minutes, you know? Um, I like that. I, I struggle, I guess I, maybe not. It was weird that in the, so the second incident that gets them in, no, that's the one that gets them shoveling poop, right? Yeah. The second incident is them accidentally winding up in the, in the carnotaur cage, right? Yeah. Yeah. That one felt a little contrived. I thought it was great because I like immediately I recognized when they came up. I was like, oh, that fence is pointing the fence, wrong way. Yeah. This is cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I was like, well, wait a second. Why was this door so easily like there? There was no like there was no security measure to like, hey, you need to enter this code to enter to get into a carnator cage. Yeah. Like that, that it, was weird. No sign. No sign that says, guys, do not enter this live animals above like, you know danger past this point yeah um very weird uh, um 
or that like the hatch doesn't lead to like just outside of the cage then when you like then you can like walk through a door or something very super weird like <laughs> i dig the hatch concept like the hatch concept was in fallen kingdom it was awesome this, this yeah. moment was really weird but it was fun like i enjoyed it yeah it's um, kind of like i imagine like uh the goat hatch you know it's like we have a goat hatch where the goat just rises up into the into the uh, pen there. So it's kind of yeah. it's right next to that. It's like if they have to fix the goat hatch, they go through that right. one. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm I'm looking here. I the gyrosphere thing was fun. I thought the stampede was neat. Um, yeah, and the, I like this concept of storm that. like coming. Yeah, about that moment, like, I love the fact that they, like, explain, like, that they heard the dinosaurs into their, like, nighttime pens. Yes. It's such, like, a, love a minimal you, thing, but I love it. I remember before I even met you, I remember you doing an episode of, you were listening to the soundtrack, mm-hmm. and you were, like, reviewing the soundtrack. This is, like, gosh, this has to be, like, in the early, like, 50s of the show, right? Oh, so and early, yeah. I know, so long ago. And I remember you being, like, listening to the music and being, like, yeah, man, like, I you were like I think this is when we see the animal caretakers like you know waking up in the morning and taking care of like the feedings in the morning and taking care of the mm-hmm. animals and like I remember listening to that show and being like dude this guy gets it like this is what I want to see and we yeah. got so much of that we got so much of that in this show and it was awesome yeah like, yeah we, yeah it's like oh hey we're we're hurting the animals over here because the animals have to get exercise and they have they don't stay out at night which i thought was weird that they house the dinosaurs at night um but maybe yeah. it was just like they go to a a smaller pen or something yeah. i'm not quite sure I, I guess it was more like a backstage pen i didn't necessarily think they were like going indoors or anything but like you know when you look at a zoo i feel like they usually have a, a place where they can kind of go in and out of but at least you know, find, uh, you know, a place to, to go in for the night or something. So yeah. that's the way I kind of saw it. You know, they always have those I, giant I, rooms for them to kind of wander into. Yeah. I did like that. This show was, it did take us on those, some of those behind the scenes things because, because it was episodic, mm-hmm. it could afford to spend, let's see each episode being 30 minutes. It could explore, it could afford to spend 10 minutes on, behind the scenes at Jurassic world. And like, yeah. that's the thing that I take away from this as being like the best thing. Um, and man, I wish I could go back to the beginning and kind of restate how I feel about this show, because like the more I talk <laughs> about it, the more, like, the more I'm like, I'm like getting into talking about it. Um, <laughs> I thought they utilized the monorail way better than Trevorrow utilized the monorail. Like, Yeah. That was cool. I, I thought it was I thought it was a giant waste to not have a monorail attack sequence in Jurassic World. Like if you make a vehicle, you design a vehicle in a Jurassic Park franchise to get attacked. That's why you make yeah. a vehicle. And yeah, um, sure they made the the gyrosphere one which actually connected to the show, which was I thought was awesome. Um but like wait, How did the gyrosphere connect to the show? Well, Bumpy you know, we now know that Bumpy was right around the corner as the Indominus Rex destroyed that Ankylosaurus. The kids wander okay. into into that moment. The kids wander right there. That's where they find Bumpy is right next to that destroyed gyrosphere. You know. Oh. So so Zach and Gray get attacked by the Indominus Rex, vacate the area. They get out of there. The kids come up shortly after that, see the the uh, gyrosphere attacked, and the Indominus is gone. And there, you know, there's dead Ankylosaurus probably right around the corner or whatever. But like, here's Bumpy. 
here's the baby right. that they reintroduced to the wild with a herd of ankylosaurs. And I yeah, think that Bumpy's was pretty weird. awesome. Bumpy, Bumpy offers this weird level of time, like this oh, weird time jump in the show. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually, I, I, I actually kind of have problems with Bumpy. Um, I know everyone, I know, I know everyone loves him. Um, I love Bumpy, love Bumpy. I, my fear, my fear going into it was like, oh, it's a, it's a quadruped, which means it's going to be slower than the bipedal dinosaurs. And I remember being like, this is going to be like a hassle for these kids. Like <laughs> yeah. they're gonna. Yeah. I was like, I was like. I was like, wait, are they just gonna have these kids lug this dinosaur around? And sure enough, they it's literally them lugging yep. this dinosaur around. I just <laughs> I get that you want to have a cute herbivore for the kids to for like little kids to attach onto. Yeah. I I feel like a bipedal herbivore would have been a better option. A small Paracelophus yeah. or a small Gallimimus or something. Like yeah. just because it, it could have I feel like Bumpy is always gonna be dragging these kids down. Always. From like this point on, I feel like Bumpy is going to be a problem. Very, yeah. Because if it's going to get much, it's going to get bigger. You know, it's going to get much bigger after this, I would assume. You know, it's, I mean, it's quickly. Still, yeah, it's still going. Uh, I guess there was yeah. some time span in there that we didn't necessarily see, but only a matter of days, like three or four days or something like that, right? So, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, it's having like a Gallimimus or something like that probably would have been a better bet for the future. But um, man, do I love Bumpy, and I can forgive that little like growth spurt. You know, like I'm okay with it. And honestly, like the second I saw the, I think it was in the trailer or something. Like they showed the kids literally carrying Bumpy. I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. I love that they picked up this dinosaur See, and they're shuttling gonna, it around. That's going to be how it is. That's how it's going to always be now until he's big. It's going to be the kids dragging this animal. Um, whereas I feel like, I feel like. When you have an action sequence now, like whenever, mm. th- like whenever a threat is on its way, you now immediately have to take two of those characters, and they have to like go against the grain sure. and grab Bumpy. Whereas, like if you had a bipedal animal, you could just be like, "Come on!" and it would like you know could it could easily run and jump up into a car or a truck or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, Bumpy's a Bumpy's a problem for me in just just in a not even a story sense, like not even like a like he's just a he's a problem for me in like a structure sense like this is getting more like along the lines of like you know i'm getting like into the weeds of producing a show and telling a story (laughs) but like yeah i can see what you mean i mean it does get difficult especially in the future um but I, i i loved them like kind of toting it around and just kind of pushing it into the the raft and stuff like that um now it's interesting because it could create a, a a fun scenario or not fun. Wow. That's completely wrong word, but like a, a very somber sentimental moment in the future. If Bumpy becomes too big, you know, very quickly. And they're like, we can't, we can't do this anymore. You know, especially, you know, at the end, Bumpy's only with Ben. So Ben can't help Bumpy, you know, by himself. So I imagine a moment in the future, Bumpy gets a little too big where they're like, sorry, Bumpy. Bumpy, we can't, we can't do this anymore. You know, like we have to let you go. You know, it's like you're free. Go, shoo, get away from me. You know, like I, I don't like you anymore. One of those I hate moments. you, Bumpy. Yeah, get away from me. Uh-huh. You see that? I forget what movie it is, but like I, I, I can like envision that moment in some movie. Um, 
but um, a lot of movies. Yeah. But um, it makes you think about Fallen Kingdom, too. It's like we saw some ankylosaurs in, in that movie, right? And specifically in the auction, you get uh, one that's auctioned mm-hmm. away. Was Bumpy auctioned away? Like, that's a fun question. Or was Bumpy, did Bumpy escape in the wild somewhere, you know, at the end of the movie? I mean, I guess I, you have to look. I, that was the other weird thing. I thought the, I thought the line about asymmet- asymmetry was weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I guarantee those models are not symmetrical in any of the Jurassic Park movies. CG, yeah. CG modelers are, it's like a, it's a thing you do. It's like, hey, to make this look real, you add in asymmetrical elements. So, yeah, I wonder. It's a good, it's it was, a good that was like a super weird, <laughs> that was super weird to me. It makes um, sense though, like from Jurassic World standpoint, forget about production. Like, it, it makes sense from Jurassic World standpoint for, for Dr. Wu, who's somebody who's like, you know, very, you want to create like, the vision, right? Yeah. You want to create what the audience thinks. Yeah, it also doesn't make sense though because the Indominus Rex is so messed up. You know, yeah, it's well, like all, it's got yeah. teeth out yeah. the side of its mouth and stuff. So it, it none of that is symmetrical uh, on that dinosaur. It feels like at least yeah. I haven't I haven't like you know measured it or anything. But um, but yeah, so it's it's an interesting comment. But like I kind of I believe it because he's so so much of a stickler when it comes to his work. So it kind of it yeah. works for me. Um, but I, I like the Dr. Wu stuff overall. And I think like, you know, Tom pointed out something, Tom Fishenden pointed out like the clinical trial aspect of, of it. Uh, you know, uh, Brooklyn mentions something about cr- clinical trials while she's looking at the screen in her, in, uh, his office. Who's Brooklyn? And it's like, Which one's Brooklyn? She's the vlogger, like the, uh, you know, pink hair. Oh, okay. Um, yep. so yeah, she mentions something about like clinical trial results and like, does that mean a human study or you, you know, I, that's like what Tom was instantly going to. I, you know, if you look it up, it's a human element most of the time. So does that kind of factor into what we were talking about earlier in the show when it comes to dominion and, and what they're potentially doing with that? Is it some sort of trial for, you know, is, did Wu discover some sort of virus a long time ago? You know, it's an interesting question. Hmm. Yeah, that is kind of cool. I, so the big thing that I wrote you after the first, like my big eye roll, I only had like one giant eye roll moment, which was Manticorp. Uh-huh. I was like, I was like, <laughs> wait, are you telling? Like, I was like, I was like, really? You have this perfect opportunity to introduce Biosyn before. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was just super weird. But then you said that like in Evolution of Claire, it's just a completely different company. That's like another rival. Uh, yeah, you know, it's another I'm- rival corporation and then then we got this vr game that sounds like you're part of a rival corporation stealing research and so it's like how many of these corporations are just coming out of the woodwork you know what i'm saying like it seems like a lot i and i don't remember why, what the, why not why not introduce one villain corporation you get what i'm saying like why not just have them all be biosyn why not weave biosyn into all the expanded universe stuff and then make biosyn the big bad in dominion like it's weird yeah, I'm trying to look it up at the moment. I, I feel like somebody just messaged me about what the other company was, and I've completely forgot what it was. Um, but yeah, that, that whatever that other company was, it's like why? Yeah, why do multiple when why? you can just have the one? Like especially when you want to reintroduce, and we've talked about it so much recently about reintroducing Biosyn, like and making that like apparent for people. Yeah, we have. People right? don't like, know what it how is. How do you go into like, Dominion? And explain what Biosyn is without having this giant, this giant expository scene, 
and they could have been doing it in all this expanded universe stuff. It would have been cool if in live tour, if the chili base was Biosyn, like anything, anything to get the word Biosyn out there into the public, you know, knowledge base would be, I think writing well yeah. spent like time well spent. Okay. I, I found it. It was from a, a conversation I had with Stephen Ray Morris. So he pointed it out in the book. He said it was Mosby health, Mosby health. So I don't okay. know. we got Man- Manticore I mean, core and Mosby health and Biosyn and InGen. Who else do we have at this point? That's four different companies right there. Like, are those just offshoots of Biosyn? Is Mosby Health like, and and like you know Manticore? Like, are they some sort of you know cover? It's just so or, weird or whatever. Because, like, it's they're doing the reverse of what Crichton did. Crichton, like, they're the. It seems like the the film franchise and its offshoots are basically being like, oh, there's all these corporations that want to make dinosaurs. But what Crichton did was Crichton introduced a bunch of companies in the beginning of his book. Mm-hmm. He introduced a bunch of bioengineering companies and what he, what made Jurassic park special was is Crichton said, yeah, there's a million things you can do with bioengineering. And we just are going to follow the story of these idiots that decide to use it for entertainment value to yeah. bring out, to bring back dinosaurs, right? Because he talks about, and Crichton talks about bioengineering to make bigger and better fruits and bioengineering to basically wipe out your enemies, um, you know, with uh, bioengineered like viruses and stuff. And he's like, he's like, no, we're not going to talk about the seriousness of it. We're going to talk about these dum-dums that use it for a theme park. And to me, it's like, but so like why why do all these companies want to make dinosaurs? That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I get one least, company. I understand Biosyn. I and I don't remember of of course a bad podcaster I guess, but like Mosby Health here um it's a pharmaceutical company. So I don't know what that means for the greater story here. Like right. you know, and and you had mentioned like they were trying to make other things. So I think that's what was happening here. It was like, it was like a health issue or something like that. So they were trying to use the, whatever it was on the dinosaurs that would help them in the health district. Um, and, and the same thing I think went, no, no, I'm sorry. Manticore was actually stated to have been beaten by Dr. Wu to dinosaurs. So yeah, this is definitely like Manticore is definitely another company that was attempting dinosaurs. So you have Biosyn and Manticore definitely That's just attempting so incredibly dinosaurs. weird to me. It's so weird to me that there was because even and Biosyn I, doesn't even Biosyn in the original book doesn't know what to do with like they're trying to figure out how to make money off of bioengineering too. Biosyn doesn't want to make dinosaurs. That's not the point of Biosyn. Biosyn wanted to exploit something that was already done and make money off of it that way so like in jurassic park the book no one thinks to make dinosaurs except for this lunatic old man you get what i'm saying like (laughs) yeah yeah in in the movie and i guess in the cinematic franchise everyone was in the race to make dinosaurs that seems weird dinosaurs seems like the it's like you wouldn't think of it you would immediately go to weaponizing it and health and and for health related things. Yeah. That's what made Jurassic Park special. It was like this like outside the box thinking of how to exploit this for 
for entertainment value. Yeah. Well, um, everybody's a villain. So Manicore yeah. another is a bioengineering company. And it, I found it interesting because they mentioned bioengineering company rivals with Mizrani. Um and Wu beat them the dinosaurs. So this is this is not only a, a company that's a rival with with Mizrani, but they've been around for thirty years. You know, Doctor Wu beat them the dinosaurs, which means he did this back in you know the nineties making dinosaurs. Why? So they but, were, so they were trying they're, back if then. If they're in the business, if they're wanting to make dinosaurs, why are they competitors with Mizrani? Mizrani Mizrani doesn't. He's not a bioengineering firm. I know. I, that's what I, it, don't know. It, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Isn't Mizrani just a big global conglomerate? Like, isn't he? Yeah. Isn't he like entertainment and and technology? Like, I don't think Mizrani was a bioengineering firm. I don't know. They, I know they had their hands in a lot of pots, so I, I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's his it's portfolio like, is so big. He doesn't know what he has. <laughs> Honestly, like the show, I felt like it got pretty deep at times, but didn't necessarily answer a lot of questions. So it 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 ended up opening up a lot of questions and making you mm-hmm. wonder. And it did get deep, but like it just didn't answer those questions. Like honestly, like the the whole. I think his name is Eddie, right? Like the guy in the lab with the birthday cake. <laughs> He he yeah. did mention he did mention you know working with other guys so it's like he says Mizrani and Claire are clueless as to what was going on and it's like is he opening it up like to these other guys being the same guys as you know whoever Wu's working with or whoever mm-hmm. Hoskins is working like so I just I wish there was maybe a little connection there as far as who are the guys you know like at this point. Just tell us, like, who? What are these connections? Don't save all this for for Dominion. Dominion. It's like how how many uh, questions can you answer in that film? So, I, I don't think I, any of this is going to trickle into no. to Dominion. <laughs> which is, I, I would hope that does in a way where at least Doctor Wu was like, yeah, I worked with this and then I worked with that and now I'm here. That's that's what I want. Like some sort of connective thread to say like who he's been working with this whole time. You know. And how everybody kind of connects. This I don't is know. all getting. This is all scare. All, all of this directions. Everything scarily points to these human dinosaur hybrid things, <laughs> and I'm just gonna cry <gasps> oh. the day that I see it. Right, like we've got Maisie. We've got crazy clinical trials happening with Wu. <laughs> we've got yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy. Oh, he doesn't know what's going on. We got Hoskins going like, oh, imagine this, imagine this dinosaur at a fraction of the size, you know, like in all intents and purposes, like when you think of the, the Indoraptor, it was, it was pretty, I feel like darn close to like a human hybrid, like dinosaur, like Mm. the way that it, just the way that it like stood and like, you know, yeah. I, I think it, it was what they wanted. Like, that's what they wanted. You know, that's that's what Hoskins talked about in the first movie is that was their goal. Yeah. That's where they got to. So they succeeded in that sense. Uh, they didn't mass produce them or anything. But, yeah, well, like, yeah. what is what is the ultimate goal here? Because I don't I don't know if Maisie or human cloning was an ultimate goal. I think that was kind of like a side project. So I don't know that, like, humans and dinos would ever be mixed. But, yeah, I mean, 
maybe maybe the clinical trial is not is not pointing to virus you know control. Maybe it's pointing to dino human hybrids. I guess I don't. I don't, I don't know. think so. You know, um, I, let's see. I'm, you you mentioned the sorry. The, go ahead. You mentioned the Walking Dead uh, a while back. I didn't know if you kind of got that vibe when the kids went to that lab later on and met that Eddie guy with his birthday cake. I got I got huge like Walking Dead season one finale when they went to the CDC and they're like, you know, they got locked in the CDC place with the guy and he's like going a little crazy. And I was like, I feel like this is like that that moment where the kids are there. They try to find help. They're like, where can we go? Oh, there's a research center. Let's go there. And then it didn't end up helping them whatsoever. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if I remember. I remember the guy. I remember him being like a jerk. I remember being like, why are you a jerk? Like, these are just kids. Um, it was it was his birthday or something. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, super weird. Um, he can be, yeah, he can be mean. I guess on your birthday. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the episodes episode synopsis. I love the Darius backstory that like his dad oh, was going to yeah. take him to Jurassic World. Like, it's so I think sad, that's great. Dude. It's what? It's so sad just knowing that his dad yeah. is going to take him there, and it turned out to be horrible. You know, a horrible experience. Right. Ugh. Um, I love the gyrosphere stuff. I love the uh, the Indominus attack actually fell a little flat for me and maybe it was just because i feel like we saw everything in the trailer like everything that was yeah there was a lot of it ac- in the trailer yeah actiony like i feel like it was in the trailer um so for me it was like the show was great in the very beginning so like the first three episodes i'm looking it's like i love those first three episodes then i feel like it dips a little bit for me and then the last two episodes are just super dark and like crazy. Like I love, yeah. I love the fact that the Carnotaur is like the big bad in this one. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, the, the, the whole thing with Ben, Ben is really weird to me. Um, and maybe that's what I was having a problem with. A lot of the times was like the characters I felt were a little weird. But like Ben, like I didn't. There wasn't anything likable to me about Ben. Like I got, I got like zero problem with, <laughs> with him not being around. If that was ever the case, um, I think, I think which is really fu- sad. Because like, <laughs> he's like the sad like nerdy kid, and I feel bad for saying that. Um, yeah, but I think he's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Brad thinks he's fine. Um, <laughs> also thought it was weird that they decided to like sprain that girl's ankle and then like made her another dead weight. But yet she could run whenever she needed to. Hey, she's a, she's like an Olympian. Yeah. She's, she's, you know, uh, sponsored by Jurassic world. Yeah. I don't know. I'm giving, I'm being really hard on this and, and honestly, like it doesn't deserve it. Um, yeah, it was good and it was fun. It was entertaining. Like again, the way they ended that season as, that is some baller way to end a season, leaving kids abandoned on a dinosaur island. Like, I love heck yeah, yeah, give me more of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I hope they don't expand this like multiple years or anything. I hope because like, you know how we talk about a lot with Fallen Kingdom it's, or Dominion. It's like, how how do they not just round out these, di- like round them up, just either kill them off or collect them real easy. There's like 50 dinos. 
Just do it. Right. Like this, right. I'm like, why do they not just send a chopper or send a team out there? Just go pick them up. You're telling me they're just going to say, oh, sorry, we can't help those kids. I don't think that would happen. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess what I'm, ex- I, what I'm hoping for in season two Maybe we should save this for another episode of the Y, but like, like I'm sure there'll be an episode later. What I want to do, what I want in season two is I want a recognition of Eric Kirby. I want like, I want the kids to be like, what are we going to do? And I want Darius to be like, this has been done. A kid, Eric Kirby survived like six months on yeah. this island and he did it. And if he can do it, we can do it together. Dude, how, you know? how many like 60 minute episodes were devoted to like a kid being stranded on Sorna, you know, like in, in their world, you know, like they definitely right. interviewed this kid about him right. being stranded. Like, so people know, have to know, um, that'd be really cool to get a little reference I, there and like, we can do it. We can pull together, you know, he was actually, yeah, it was, I mean, I, I keep bringing him up all the time, but like, I think it was Jack Lewin's <laughs> explaining to me those, those Jurassic park three books that came out. Yeah. Do you remember, you know what I'm talking about? I never, I never read them, but I know of them. I never did either, but he was telling me that like in that, in the world, Eric Kirby is kind of like a celebrity in the sense that like, yeah, like he does have his moment of fame where it's like the kid that survived, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, It makes sense. Like realistically, if all the others are constantly questioned about their whereabouts and what happened, you know, Dr. Grant has a a theater full of kids that are wondering about his, his experience. So why wouldn't Eric be the same way? The Tyrannodon thing is the tra- the Tyrannodons went on. I felt like for kind of a long time, a little bit like in Jurassic World. I thought they utilized them for just a little too long. I did really enjoy the monorail sequence, though. Yeah, um, I thought that I was, was a great way to utilize the monorail. I thought it was did not expect that Tyrannodon to fly through and rip that kid out of the <laughs> monorail. That's brutal. That That's was so awesome. dark. It was brutal. Like a, wasn't yeah. like slow mo and just kind of like crash through and like tore him out and honestly like that episode ended that was episode seven right and like yeah there's a moment where like he like almost loses him but then he like catches him again and he's fine and i'm like oh cool he got him and then all of a sudden the next episode starts and i'm like wait what i thought i thought he was fine yeah the next episode starts and our hero no goes we have to go (laughs) Um, you know, it, it does. It leads to that moment, and I know you know a lot of people are pointing out that it may not necessarily be the same dinosaur and whatnot. But like, you know, the the Carnotaur at the end of Fallen Kingdom, it looks like different than the one that's that's in the beginning of the movie or the middle the of the valley. movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it looks like it's that demon Carno, like the demon Carnotaur toy. It looks kind of charred and red and stuff like that. And I, I like the like this idea that it could potentially be that dinosaur. You know, does it have the, to be? No, it doesn't have to be. But if there is a charred looking dinosaur in Fallen Kingdom and one just got exploded and now looks exactly the same, why wouldn't it be the same dinosaur? You know, everybody's pointing out, well, the, the scars are on the opposite side of the face. And I'm like, yeah, do you remember Kylo Ren had a scar here and then it was completely moved to a different spot in the next movie? It doesn't matter. Like, doesn't matter. You know, so I think I think there's yeah. a real possibility that could be like a nice little nod to that and just being like, who cares? You know, it's it's going to be a little out of place, but whatever. Maybe season um, two, we got some scratches on the other side, you know? Yeah, I mean, it could be anything. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, man, like 
you know, I dug it. Like I said, I don't, I give it, I give it like maybe a six or a seven, like out of 10, like, you know, as far as like me being excited for more, uh, Netflix has a problem where I, I think I'm kind of over the binge release. Like I got really yeah. excited to go back week to week with, um, with Mandalorian. Yeah, man. And yeah. maybe, maybe that's what this show Maybe that's why my excitement came and went so fast because like I started it and then it was over, you know, like it's yeah. just done. So yeah, I don't know. Tough. A lot of, a lot of hype went into that to, to just watch it for three hours. Yeah. Look you right know? now it's number four on Netflix. So it dropped down from three to four, but uh, that's still pretty darn it's because good. It's people been that were on thinking there. about watching it are listening to me right now and they were like oh this uh, guy hates it i don't hate it i, I like it <laughs> i mean it's popular man it's it's doing well and um i'm excited by that and i think uh i think that's good news for us and i think you know something that we talked about a lot during the live tour stuff was just expanding the world and giving us new places giving yeah. us new things yeah. and i think the show did that perfectly it gave us not a ton of new locations, but it gave us enough of new material and new spots to check out and more things to think about. Now we have two river raft rides, one actually called the River Adventure. Sure, it's a little weird that there's two, but I don't care. I'm okay with one that like goes to a, like a a cave instead of just outdoors. So I think it's uh, I mean, it's fun. How it's many awesome. types of how many types of rides can possibly take you through dinosaur enclosures? Like two or That's three like, different kinds of rides. I came up with another river one. If you want, we could put it in. It's easy. Just go through a cave instead, you know? Yeah. Like, why not? You know? He pitched like um, four or five of them, but they only accepted two. Yeah. I, I know people were kind of complaining about how that leads to like the the Mosasaurus tank, which I thought that sequence was actually really cool too. Um but I think it's like it's kind of like a nice little nod to the River Adventure ride, where like the Parasaurolophus bumps you off course and you go the wrong way. Yes, dude, that's exactly the same thing. what I'm it like, is. Oh my gosh, they did the River Adventure ride yeah. the show. It's literally named River Adventure. Like it, it can't be any more clear. And then the Parasaurolophus is in there, bumps you off course, and they go the wrong way. Like that's yeah. what happens. Like I'm sure there was another path that you just didn't see or something like that. But like. I, I like I like those little nods, and I think there's plenty in there. Sure, it's not overly deep or anything like that, but I think uh, you know a lot of these animated shows start off that way, and then they grow and develop into something really really cool. And I I already think it has a great starting point. So I'm yeah I'm excited that uh, I'm glad that Blue and the T Rex were not a part of this season as yeah, yeah. quote unquote bad guys like. Surprising that le- that yeah, really surprising that Blue wasn't like a bigger part of this um because she was plastered on like on like a ton of marketing material, of course. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know, thought for sure that there would be I thought for sure that she'd be back as a character in the finale at least. Yeah. Um and and wasn't happy that they're going to go into season two and now season two is when you can fear the T-Rex, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have, you have to deal with both blue and the T-Rex and that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Do you have to deal with, you have to deal with blue? I don't know. Like, do they make blue a bad, do they make blue a bad guy? 
Well, I, you know, I think the live tour handled it perfectly. It's like, we don't want to go near blue blue's scary but other dinosaurs you know will help fend her off and then maybe she'll come to your aid at some point you know so i think i think uh i think that's a way to handle it you know the the live tour did a good job with that so i'm excited though man i i hope uh we get some kind of announcement i would think you know after its success you you kind of would hope that they announce something like right away to continue maybe like after a few weeks then you get that second run of people being like, oh, maybe I should check it out. You know, maybe it is good. It what got does, a second season. What does being on the top 10 list, what does that equate to as far as an actual success? So is it, is it successful know. because we're Jurassic fans and we see it being like the top three? Like, is that really successful? Like, I'm just curious. Like, I don't know, you know, um, it'll I mean, be interesting to is. see what happens. I don't know. I mean, I was looking at a list of like top stuff the other day and I forget, but it sounds like, you know, it's a good thing when you see stuff on there for sure. So, and it's, it's only, it's a, it's a more new feature. So I don't know what it ultimately means, but, and, in in Netflix's case, look at most of the shows. They mostly at least get a second season. They usually give them two attempts, you know, for a lot of shows. And if they don't do it by the second season, then they usually cut it off. But like, I think I would imagine a good hype with these companies. Yeah, if Dragons got you said like Dragons has a bunch of seasons on Netflix. If Dragons yeah. got a bunch of seasons, this will also be given a bunch of seasons. Because I also don't think, I don't think this lives in the realm of like the what Netflix. I don't think this has to live up to the same standards that Netflix considers no, like The Witcher. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this probably has to have like one. It probably has to have more repeatable viewership because kids want to watch the same thing constantly over and over again right but i also don't think it needs to be like i mean i don't know it's gonna be selling toys it gives it gives mattel something to sell every year you know oh my god yeah and I, yeah i think yeah you're right about the standards and stuff like that um i think yeah those are those ones where they usually give them a second season and wait and see are like unknown properties or like things that you don't really know what to expect. Exactly. This is this is DreamWorks, it's Jurassic, it's Universal, it's Amblin. You're not going to say no, are you? Like you're not it's easy content for them to exactly. produce. Exactly. It has to be an ultimately like cheap product, I guess. I don't want to say it in a in a bad way. I don't I don't think it's necessarily cheap or anything, but I think it's got to be easier to produce than a lot of other stuff. Uh yeah, I mean, I don't Again, we've we've had this conversation with it not being a with it with it being a cartoon that is not made in North America, your your budget automatically goes like way down. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, technically I fe- I think this is would be considered an outsourced show. Um I could be wrong about that, but to me it's it's a it's a North American company producing a show um in a country that's not Canada or the United States. Yeah, I know um, Taiwan does the, um, you know, the art on the show. So, uh, and it looks like they've produced stuff, I, I believe, for like Star Wars Rebels and stuff. They had all the uh, standees in their studios. So, but Rebels is also an outsourced show. Rebels is made in uh, Singapore. No, I'm well, sorry, Clone what, Wars was made in Singapore. Well, I don't that's know what I'm where saying. I'm, I'm literally saying the Taiwan studio where Camp Cretaceous was made had these standees of Star Wars Rebels. So would they have them there if they didn't make it? I don't know. No, no, probably not. Probably not. So, um, yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, 
I I hope that the I hope that it just gets bigger and better. And I, I hope to see like, I'm sure they had a relatively small budget compared to what they are going to be given for season two. So I'm hoping to see that money be used in, um, I'm hoping to see that money used in a lot of like refinement passes on the animation. I thought the style was really cool. Um, but you, there was a point, there were certain points where I was like, well, wait a second now, is it the style or is it, is there some like, unfinished animation here that could have just used like a little bit more love, you know? Hmm. Um, so I'm excited, man. Like I'm, I'm really excited to see what this team has and what they've got up their sleeves. Cause I think that this is on par with me with the live tour, which I really liked. So, yeah. um, well, you know, I think, but I think, again, uh, how, how dare they steal up. from the live tour? <laughs> You had Dare to throw they. it in one more time. <laughs> Just one more time. So I'm very tired. <laughs> let's wrap it up here. Uh, that's a lot of topics, and maybe one of our longest ones yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, oh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Our longest one. <laughs> well, we had a lot Dry of technical mouth. issues that like held us back for a little bit. So who knows? But um, yeah, thank you everybody for watching and for listening. Uh, if you're just listening to this on the podcast feed, we have all of these different segments posted up throughout the week. So you can guys can check us out visually and see us talking about them along with, uh, you know, different pictures and things. So Aaron, uh, where can everybody find you online? If they you want can to all find me at Aaron D buyer over on Twitter, where you can tell me that I'm a terrible Jurassic park fan. Like <laughs> oh, some people have man. recently. That, um, don't, don't do that. People. Why are you doing also that? Check out my, you can check out my IMDb, which I have recently updated, bro. Oh, really? What's on it? it dude? Is so, there anything good? Uh, there's stuff. on. I don't know what's on it. I think, I think <laughs> I put fallen kingdom on there. Whoa, I don't think I even had that on there. super old news. Okay, cool. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. What is, what is on there? Let me, let me do a little run through here real quick. Let's do it. Let's let hit it. Let's see what I got. There it is. Uh, IndB.com. Oh my gosh, I'm on a hot spot. This is awful. Transcendence, which was not available in 3D in North America. Um, only only an overseas release. Oh, um, man. I'm most known for Jurassic Park 1993. <laughs> I saw Apparently that. Apparently, yeah. I worked on that movie when I was seven years old. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Doolittle, the I think critically not received. Robert well, Downey Jr. I got Rise of Skywalker on there. Oh yeah. Um, let's see, Avengers Endgame is on there now. Spider-Man: Far From Home, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, Thor: Ragnarok. That might have already been on there. Black Panther's of, on there now. That's like all the good movies recently. So you, you got them all. Yeah, like if you look at my IMDb, it's 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 uh i'm quite i'm quite proud of of the work we've all done on on these really big movies you know there's a whole team over there obviously that uh, that course. puts it on things so um but yeah so that's available for people to just go look at i guess um <laughs> that's it awesome well um yeah i guess if you want to find me i'm at brad jost on twitter but that's about it so you guys know where to find the rest of the stuff listen at the end of the show i'll explain all the jurassic park podcast stuff so thank you aaron what do you say we get out of here and uh, quit yeah. talking about Jurassic for a few minutes? 
We'll, we'll probably it start is, back up soon. But it is two o'clock. I'm sure my wife will be thrilled that I'm going to stop yelling into a microphone. Uh, my night's just getting started, dude. I can't wait. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right, everybody. All right, yeah. Have a good one. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. Good night. Thank you guys so, so much for listening to the 250th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. That's a lot. That's a lot, right? I know I know we're well over 300 when you tally them all up, uh, including bonus episodes, because I don't, I don't number the bonus episodes. The numbers are specifically for, you know, me hosting and then, you know, uh, other people with segments and myself with segments. So I, I like to keep those all formatted, and we've hit 250 and, uh, you know, it's great to have the Jurassic Wire hit that mark. So thank you so much to Aaron for joining me again uh, for, you know, another Jurassic Wire, which it's so much fun to record these. Myself and Aaron, I think we recorded for like six hours <laughs> that night. That's crazy. That is so nuts. You know, we this is what I love about this. We just enjoy talking Jurassic together. We we just are friends. You know, that's that's what's so great about this podcast and the community in general is it's created this entire, you know, string of friends that you never imagined you'd ever have. Uh, you know, people that you can discuss Jurassic with. And me and Aaron just, you know, sit back, we talk Jurassic, we talk other stuff as well. So, you know, this is the the best place possible to just make friends and hang out. Uh, so thank you so much to Aaron for for being my friend. That's it, man. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> but uh, that about rounds out this episode. It's so long already, like I said. So thank you, guys. I hope you guys are staying well out there, staying healthy, finding Jurassic toys on the shelves, going and doing your socially distant things, uh, trying to find dinosaur moments throughout your life that you can find. I know it's kind of hard. I know people are going out to theme parks and stuff. So have fun, guys. Stay safe out there. Live your best Jurassic life that you possibly can right now, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, everybody. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Please give us a follow on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. 
Drop what you're doing and leave now. Okay, team, listen up. We've got a new predator on the loose. Not you, Blue. The predator we're talking about is the coronavirus. And I'm gonna help you spot the main symptoms in the wild. First, watch out for a high fever. Second, a dry cough like this. Third, trouble breathing. It might even sound like this. Whoa, whoa, back up, Blue. Don't forget about social distancing. Keep at least six feet away from anyone you don't live with. Good job, Blue. We all have to be extra vigilant if we want to beat this virus, even if we don't have any symptoms. That means always protecting ourselves and each other, because this virus, it's invisible. It's made up of germs just like these. It could literally be anywhere. It attacks our bodies. Oh, Blue! Hang on, Blue. Drop it. Drop it. It's okay, girl. It's okay. Which brings me to my last point. Always wash your hands thoroughly for at least 20 seconds with soap and warm water. No! Hey, come back here! Remember, we're all in this together. Teamwork is our best defense. Blue? Blue? No! Don't eat the soap! Drop that right now! Oh. Should be burping bubbles for a week! 